does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. It's the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. It's like Mark Dighton is reading my mind. I was going to open today with, we don't need anything fancy. We just need one word, and that's football, KB. That's all it is. Hearing that makes me wish I could play a stringed instrument right there. Okay, uh, yes, it does. Do you like this music or primetime speech? I, I, boy. You, if you yeah. mesh those two together, you know, we might be fueled for the next yeah. three days around here. I mean, it's like, do you want to win by 90 or do you want to win by 91? 91. I mean, it's, I, one, it's one or the other. Yeah, I know full well we're going to be locked in after hearing that. All right, so we are loaded today. It's a Thursday edition of the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. He's Kevin Bowen. I'm Andy Sweeney. Mark Dykton producing today. Today's effort, and we are jam-packed. Rodney Thomas, Colt Safety, going to join us here pretty soon in about 15 minutes or so. We'll talk with him. Mike, uh, was it Mike Duraco? Now, I've never had a conversation with him. He's going to join dude. us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour following the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously. Josh Larkey will join us at 9.30, and then at 9 o'clock we have our fantasy draft, so we are going to be, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, that. all <laughs> you didn't do all your prep this morning. Right. All, we, all we need is for Team USA basketball to be playing and KB is going to be lost. Oh boy. He is going to be lost between Team USA yeah. uh, in the fantasy draft, so we'll talk with him, but we sit here today. The NFL is getting going tonight. We're one day closer to the Colts being in, act- uh, in action in Jacksonville. I'm jacked up. KB, good morning. Good morning to you as well, and Mark, good morning. It looks like another beautiful day here in Indy. Yeah, it sounds like, what, a Travis Kelsey game day morning workout if NFL Network has that report correct. Uh, just saw that a few minutes ago. So Kansas City and Detroit tonight, 820. That line has shifted down from six and a half to four and a half. I think the Kelsey injury is probably uh, has to do with everything on that line, dropping a couple points. But again, sounds like Kelsey has a chance to play for what it's worth uh, coming into today. So we'll certainly keep you abreast of that. And yesterday, the Colts had their first practice of the regular season. You were up there. All 53 of them practiced. Zach Moss in a limited capacity. I still am not ready to say, Andy, he's a slam dunk for Sunday. Um, really? I know it was a okay. no-contact jersey. and You er- give him another week? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I got a couple vibes yesterday at practice that it wasn't like a, oh yeah, here you go, Zach Moss. Here comes 20 he's, carries. He's back at practice. He's good to go. You got a vibe yesterday. On Sunday afternoon. Okay. So, I, you know, the good news about this is you get to Thursday and you get to Friday and then obviously we'll see what happens from there. But obviously good news that he practiced yesterday. Shaquille Leonard was a full participant. I would expect him to be cleared through the concussion protocol and ready to go for Sunday. And, and I, I'm just generally excited. I, I mean, I, I know opening night, gives off those vibes, Andy. Mm-hmm. But I think locally, and we can get more into this either today or certainly tomorrow, but 
it's just a different vibe for Colts fans. And yeah, the win-loss debate, I mean, you know, we've heard it with Bob Kravitz and Greg Doyle this week, and it's what, two, three, four? Yeah, and I'm a little bit on the higher end than those numbers. Which we'll get to here in a second. But I think there is hope for your franchise. You know, you, you weren't in a position of three, four years of potential hope recently. Matt Ryan wasn't giving you that. Carson Wentz was a hope and a prayer. And Phillip Rivers with his age, wasn't giving you that. And now you've got potential at the most important position in sports. You're a long ways away to find the light at the end of the tunnel, but at least you have like a map in your hand, Andy. Like, okay, I know where to go, whereas... It's all about a plan. Yeah, whereas in in years past, the plan got you maybe one more exit, and then you weren't going to get any further than that. So um, I think it's an exciting time to be a Colts fan, even though you don't talk about this team in the... Oh, they're one of four or five teams you would put on Tier 1 or Tier 2 in the AFC. Well, you know what's interesting, and and tomorrow we'll do all of our locks and our picks and what we think the Colts will do this season. And I think, you know, I got thinking about it last night, and so interesting. This is like the second day in a row you've led into exactly what I was thinking about here early uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, and that is, you know, I feel like with you, and I'm going to be stuck kind of in the middle, maybe a little bit with Mark over there in the middle, but I feel like you are eternally or internally, I should say, conflicted on on what you want to do with this team, okay? Uh, and I feel like you have had, and we have had it on the show, and you mentioned Greg Doyle, and you mentioned Bob Kravitz, that we've had a couple guys on the show that have said, yo, listen, this is going to be a 2-3 win season. And bluntly told you, it's going to be a 2-3 or three win season. Uh, and so there's, I would say you're on the other side of that. That yeah, doesn't mean you have there. them going 10-7, and seven, no, okay? No, 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 you no, don't no, have them no. going 9-8. and eight. You don't have them being in the playoffs or anything like that, but there is a difference between two wins and six or seven wins. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. If they won you know, seven games this season, the way we would look at Shane Steichen, that would mean some damn good minutes or some moments, I should say, from Anthony Richardson. But what I was wondering, I've done this in the college game. You know, college schedules can be funny. You can, you can miss out on a team where you're not getting maybe the best team or two. You know how it is. Like the draw in the SEC before they do away yeah, with sure. division. Yeah. Purdue the, has that yeah, in the West or, Division of the Big Ten. Exactly. And so, you know, Purdue has a much less chance to make a bowl game, not only because they lost at home to Fresno State, uh, but because of that cross schedule in the Big Ten. They are a perfect example. I sit here today, and today and tomorrow, y- you can answer this question. I want fans to answer this question. If you are a, a little bit like, I'm using you as an example. Sorry, KB. If you are a little bit more like you, okay, and you think the win total is going to be higher than maybe me or Greg Doyle or Bob Kravitz. I, it, it's simple. I would ask why, yeah. and I would ask why, and this is kind of what I'm getting to. I would ask why without bringing up just simply the schedule. <laughs> uh, okay? No, and, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pinning you. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. I mean, covering Louisville football. You are football. taking away my strongest Listen, argument. Well, no, Louisville football this year, and they're on tonight. They're the, they're the game. They're going to beat Murray State by 70 tonight, okay? They're the Thursday night game. The reason people, a bunch of my buddies thought, well, they're going to be good. Why are they going to be good? And it's always the schedule. It's not, well, we're going to break down the offensive line and the quarterback's going to be this or that. It's the schedule. And so for me with the Colts, it's perfect. Listen, the 
schedule lines up for the Colts to be able to capture some wins. But what on the team, how does it look? What do they have to do? Which units have to be better uh, than maybe we thought they were going to be? All of those things are interesting to me because you're right. The quarterbacks coming into Lucas Oil aren't great. I mean, you're 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 dead set right on that. Yeah, and certainly those are st- that stuff that we can get into. And I still think, and you brought up a great point in the opening segment yesterday, Andy, of you know Anthony Richardson win loss debate. That is in a different sort of grading scale compared to so much of the rest of this team. The rest of the team, we can have the microscope. We can have the critical eye on because yep. these are guys that have been in the league for a handful of years. These are guys that make a lot of money. These are the guys that you need the proper return on investment from. And again, two positions. Non-Richardson division, non-Jonathan Taylor talk, non-wins losses. Two positions in particular really stand out to me as just such critical junctures of the present, and especially the future. We can hit on that as the show moves along. Again, we're going to take an early break today. Rodney Thomas, Colt safety, seventh-round pick from last year, certainly one of the very few individual highlights from last year. I had lunch with him. I had lunch with Rodney Thomas, that yeah. is right. He you was at the he Colts was at kickoff the, lunch. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, the player at our table at the Colts luncheon. How about that? Will he, will he know you? Hell no. Hell no. So it wasn't like buddy, buddy. <laughs> I sent two seats down. I said eight words to him. Rodney, pass the bread, please. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, you Rodney got Thomas, ranch over there? the pride of <laughs> Yale, he joins us on the other side. Again, good Thursday morning to you. NFL game day is here. It's the wake-up call with KB and Andy on 93.5107.5 The Fan. Wilson goes out of the gun, Boone's his uh, tailback to the left. Three receivers deployed to the right side. Ball between the hash marks for Wilson out of the gun. Takes a snap. Good protection. The Colts bring a late blitz. He fires it downfield. Off his back foot. Rodney Thomas picks it off. Here he comes. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. And he stumbles on the return across the 40-yard line. Russell Wilson, he was feeling a late pressure by the Colts. Threw it off his back foot and just hurled the ball down the field. Nobody for Denver down the field. Rodney Thomas playing safety. Picks it off. Yeah, the man making that interceptions on the Payless Liquors Hotline right now with us here on the wake-up call on the fan. His name is Rodney Thomas. He's a cold safety going in to year number two. And Rodney, uh, three things. Number one, good morning. Number two, it has to feel really good uh, to hear all those boos uh, in an opposing <laughs> stadium when you get an interception. Uh, and and Rodney, you're my friend. I was at the Colts luncheon table with you. <laughs> you're my uh, friend. Uh, it was my third day ever on the on the on the job and we ate garlic bread together so that's our connection that's my connection uh with you rodney how you doing man what's going on thanks for joining us no problem thanks for having me i'm doing good how you doing man we're doing fantastic uh what do you remember about that game that's the denver game that interception on russ wilson oh yeah no i just remember uh, thursday night it was late game up under the lights and stuff it was just real good to be out there I'm glad you asked him that and not. What do you remember about passing the bread to me at lunch a couple weeks ago? So thank you. The for, ranch, the for, extra ranch dressing. <laughs> for going there. As we said to lead off the show, certainly one of the individual highlights from last year, it was Rodney Thomas, the seventh-round pick out of Yale, becoming a starter. Uh, Rodney, I, I want to go back to that Kansas City game, which I guess would have been maybe the week before the Denver game, maybe two weeks before. Um, you, you, you hadn't really played the first couple games of the season. And then I think Julian Blackman, feel free to – refresh my memory. I think Julian got hurt 
early on in that Kansas City game, and you go in there against Patrick Mahomes inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Just walk me through like that part of the game. It's not like you prepared the whole week necessarily to be like, I know I'm playing 100% of the snaps. So uh, what was that moment like when you had to go into the game against you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league? I mean, like you said, like you just like you don't know when you're going to go in. You don't know like how much snaps you're going to play, but like you got to prepare the same way just as if you were a starter. Because like for like for reasons like that, you don't know like what can happen. So boom, he like, got banged up a little bit, and then it, it just had to throw me right in there. But like there couldn't be no drop off. Like there couldn't be no like downside. Like it had to just be the same same level of play uh, with me in there as it was with JB in there. I'm just trying to go in there and just make some plays. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Mahomes test you early in that one? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, probably a couple of times. Really, probably, really have no idea. But I remember, like, it was like, like the play. Like everybody talks about, was like, was like pretty, like early on. Rodney Thomas with us here on the fan. Uh, Rodney, you know, we've talked a lot about the the young corners there, and, and you're a young player still, obviously, uh, at safety. When you look at the defensive backs, what can make you guys good this season, in your mind? Uh, just. Just uh, how we're all on the same page across the board. We're all we're all able to make plays. We all know what's going on. We all just love being out there, and just flying around, having fun. So just just that connection. Just as we keep playing, we just keep building that chemistry and just keep developing our games and stuff. I think we'll be able to be pretty special. Getting Rodney Thomas the second. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. It is year two for him, starting safety coming up this Sunday against Jacksonville. Rodney, every position you played at Yale, uh, feel free to share that resume with us. Because if I remember correctly, when you got drafted, it was like, wait, is he a corner? Didn't he play linebacker at one point? So what was the Yale football experience like for you? Uh, When I came in, I came in at corner. They told they told me I was gonna like move to safety, so I had already knew that like coming in. So, but they told me my first year I was gonna play corner, and then I went to safety, and then it was like the same type of thing. Like we had an injury, so I ended up moving down to like outside linebacker. It was basically like nickel and outside linebacker, just depending on like package or whatever. And then, uh, and then after that last year, then after uh, for the last year, I went to back to safety. Did you think? kind of free safety this role that you've carved out here did you think that would ultimately be your I, I don't know if permanent home is the right word but did you think that would be your home in the NFL I was, I was willing I was willing to play anywhere I was willing just to wherever wherever I was best at and wherever I was best able to, to help the team uh, succeed that's where I already had my mind made up that I was going to be able to play anywhere Rodney Thomas Rodney Thomas with us here on the fan on the on the wake up call. Okay, so since you went back, since KB went back to Yale in the college days, uh, obviously we know that as an academic institution, did you happen to see any of the Duke quarterback asking his professor to please give him an extension on his homework? I don't know. Riley Leonard is the quarterback's name. I don't know if you saw that. And did anything like that happen at Yale with you? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I did see that, and I see he didn't get the no. attention. <laughs> but no, nah, we had we had we had a bunch of good teachers there, so like they used to they used to look out for us and stuff sometimes if we would ask. But we just had to we just had to be like we had to be showing some effort on our side a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> so so you may have got that extension, whereas Riley Leonard, the star quarterback, did not it's get the, the Ivy extension. League. Come on now, I, yeah, Ivy I'm, he's not doing that. I'm stunned by that yeah, answer. We, we got some extensions. Wow, uh, no, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't go to Duke. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> the Ivy League right there. I did not expect that. Rodney Thomas joins us, number 25 for the Colts. Rodney, what um what has life been like in practice facing Anthony Richardson? 
uh, it's, been, it's been nice just seeing him, just seeing him grow, and just seeing him develop, and just seeing his game just uh, just as much improvement as he's made from uh, like since he got there just to the point now. It's just been like nothing but upside, uh, nothing but upside for him. I'm excited to see him go out there and just do what he does. Were you surprised at all that he was voted a captain? Uh, no, no, I wasn't. You can tell just how he carries himself, how, how he prepares, uh, just the love he has for the game, and he just wants to he wants to showcase. His best efforts just to help the team win, just the same, same as the same as the rest of the team. Uh, you can't, you can't deny, you can't deny his work ethic. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm going to put you on the spot here. It, can you remember a play, a throw, a run? I know you're not tackling Anthony Richardson, obviously in practice, but can you remember a sequence where maybe he did something and you guys kind of looked at each other and said, "Yeah, that's you know, that's next level. That's pretty damn good." I mean, you, you you see it every day in practice. Just like some of the throws he makes, whether it's like on the move, just back foot, just regular, just in the pocket. You just the, the balls would be right on the line. It'd be zip. It'd be right in stride. Just just looking, just looking at him. Just make plays and stuff like that. You, you just get you just get excited to see like what's gonna happen in the future for sure. All right, Rodney, I'm gonna show a little bit of the nerd in me. Certainly, <laughs> Ivy League was not something that was in my collegiate or on my collegiate resume. But there's this show locally called The Brain Game that I'm obsessed with. And how The Brain Game works is you've got these high schools squaring off. There's four members of each high school, and think of it like an academic bowl. You know, you throw different topics and and, and questions at these kids, and you know the team that scores the most points wins. So yeah. if Rodney Thomas was the captain of the Colts Brain game, you need to round out your four-man roster with three other, I I guess I would say, intelligent people. But again, variety of topics. Um, You know, you could have some sports, some history, you know, I I don't know, geography, etc., etc. So, who would be the other three members on the Rodney Thomas brain game team? Uh, Let me think. You said I got to pick three people? Yeah, you're going to be the captain, so you can wear the C on your chest for this. You know, Chuck Lofton's getting ready to, to, to host it and, and, and introduce us to your other three team members, if you don't mind. All right, let me see. I'm going to go, I'm going to stay in the DB room, too. Ooh. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go Dallas Flyers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Tony Brown. Oh, wow. And who, who else? I'm afraid Tony brings too much energy. He'd be pressing the button just to just to press the button. Nah, he brings too much knowledge. We're gonna have all the answers <laughs> for all the questions. Let me think. And I'm gonna go JB right across from me. Okay, Julian Blackman. How about that, Andy? Very loyal to your defensive I, back room. I, I, I there. was about to say, did you just suck up to the guys in the same defensive back room as you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nah, I, I'm kidding. I know them guys. I know they're gonna help me win. We're gonna get that win. <laughs> Rodney Thomas with us here on the fan. What have you seen facing this uh, this uh, Shane Steichen offense, uh, wide receiver wise, running back wise? Obviously, no Jonathan Taylor. What have you seen as a defensive player from the offense besides Anthony Richardson? I guess uh, just the playmaking ability. Like we got we got playmakers in, like you said, at the quarterback, uh, at the wide receiver, at the running back. Our line is nice. Like I'm just I'm just excited to see uh, everything that they have in store. Uh, going against our practice has just been it's been challenging uh, with the with like the bunch of like misdirection with uh, you have to worry about this you have to worry about that like everybody's eleven on eleven football especially with the mobile quarterback in the back so uh, I'm just real excited to see the different directions that they take it and the plays that uh, plays that they're gonna make. Rodney, we'll end with this and appreciate the time here on this Thursday morning as you guys get ready for the opener. Um, I thought 
arguably the, the the highlight of the season last year was your interception in the season finale. Um, I, I remember us talking about it on these airwaves of you know what would you want to see in the final Colts game and everything that you went through with Demar Hamlin, your high school teammate, having to watch that unfold, driving down to Cincinnati, visiting him in the hospital, and then for you to get an interception in that game, and we saw your reaction afterwards. If you don't mind, could you share what that week was like visiting him and then, and then capping it with that interception? Uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of things going on. As you probably know, just that whole week, uh, ups and downs, stuff like that. But I just had to just, just focus on the game, just focus on the game plan and stuff, uh, just making sure like he was good like back home and making progress. And then, uh, and then yeah, like you say, I just ended up just making a couple plays and stuff in the game. So I just, I just took that. Just took that time to uh, just to celebrate him a little bit, uh, just do something for him. Yeah, it was a hell of a story there to cap the season. He's up. back playing. He is back. He's on the field, Certainly. man. Yeah, yeah, he is it's back. Unbelievable. Yeah, that'll exactly. be a. That'll be a Monday nighter again, the Bills and the Jets to round out week one. Rodney, good luck this season, man. Appreciate you waking up with us and uh, Thanks, Rodney. hopping on air. And, uh, no problem. Appreciate it. Enjoy Sunday afternoon. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's Rodney Thomas II right there on the Payless Liquors hotline. Again, Andy, not a lot of like the individuals you point to and think, oh, yeah, you know, that guy promising 2022 season. He did have that. And when you look at the safety mm-hmm. room right now, he mentioned Julian Blackman. It's a contract year. The starter, strong safety for Blackman. Rodney Thomas is your starter, free safety. And again, it's Rodney Thomas above a guy like Nick Cross, who in the same draft was taken in the third round. Now, Rodney Thomas certainly is, is, is much older than Nick Cross. Um, they had d- very different college careers in terms of their experience there, but uh, he's a guy at safety that started pretty much week three, week four, once he got into that Kansas City game and then held on to his starting job the rest of the year. So that is your starting free safety heading into first. All right, so uh, you're going to have to help me. I know we need to take a break. What the hell's the brain game? So the brain game, Mark, <laughs> Mark are do you, you know a what fan the, of it? Does Mark know what the brain game I is? I know what Wordle is. I don't know if I know oh, what the brain guys. game is. I yeah. mean, Chuck Lofton, Chris Wright, Bob Gregory, just legends <laughs> in this market have hosted the brain game. Um, I feel like for the most part it was... Since 1972? Yeah, so basically you'd have insert your two high schools here. Mark's Brownsburg Bulldogs against my Cathedral Fighting Irish. Boom. They're going off, facing off against each other. Four people, four people. And uh, yeah, basically think of it like an academic bull. You you are a huge nerd. Oh yeah. I loved it. Usually it would would air like right after the Notre Dame games would end on WTHR. And I'm like, this is perfect. What a great way to wind down Notre Dame, an academic institution like this. I was obsessed, although I will say, I think if Rodney Thomas walked in that locker room and announced his team would be Dallas Flowers, Tony Brown, Julian Blackman, you might get some other position groups that would push back on that. Oh, yeah. You know offensive linemen always think we're the uh, we're the smartest. We're the offensive linemen, don't they? Isn't that a thing? Sure. Like the offensive linemen think they're the smartest <laughs> on the on the entire team. You'd probably get a Gardner There's, Minshew, Anthony dude, Richardson, I, Sam Ellinger, academic bowl. There, there would be nothing that would terrify me more, maybe, uh, besides the pictures we took to get ready for the show. That terrified me uh, than being in an academic bowl. That would terrify me. I will say, given that I'm living kind of the single bachelor life right now, which will end on Sunday uh, here in Indy, every time I go somewhere, it's a trivia night. Like, like oh, there's yeah. it, it, every time uh-huh. I go somewhere, there is a trivia night Monday, Sunday, Monday. Like I literally, I literally think Sunday, Tuesday, and last night, the yeah. places I was at, all of them had trivia. Three dollar pints and trivia night. There baby. you go. That's how it brings uh, the people out. That's how the weeknights operate. Should we do a quick morning checkdown? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. We can do that. 
The Morning Checkdown. On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Well, the winning finally came to uh, to an end. You okay with that, KB, yeah. over there? The Redlegs losers last night. Hard to break out the four. brooms. Are you going to abandon being a Reds fan? Are you going to abandon following this team? I will say. Uh, By the I- way, I brought Mark his gift. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Which is unbelievable. I'm going to give it to him after that clip there. Okay. By the way, we have, and I'm sure Mark noticed uh, in our sound drive, there's just a bunch of Colts fans. Or uh, not Colts. A bunch of Cubs. A bunch of Cubs sound. I'm, I'm shocked Mark oh. didn't pull any of that. Would you give him some bourbon? What is that? <laughs> I thought you gave me a bottle of mayo for a second. <laughs> what is it's it? A bottle of rum chata. Okay. Oh, I yeah, thought Kevin. about mayo. But I rum. Think when you get into the fall, you get in, you know, Mark, the girls are going to want a little hot chocolate. Well, dad needs to spice up uh-huh. his hot chocolate there. So, Well, thank um, you very much. So think about that next time you want to play that clip. Oh, goodness. I might, uh, might, might have take a shot while I do it. <laughs> Cubs winners last night, so they're locked in. The Marlins got the third spot right now. Arizona technically uh, one less in the loss column ahead of Cincinnati, but a half game back. Your Red Legs losers last night. Uh, looking ahead to tonight. Again, opening night in the NFL. It'll be Kansas City and Detroit. That line has shrunk to four and a half. Travis Kelsey, a knee injury on their final practice of the week. He is a game day workout decision guy. So it sounds like. Why would you I, play I, him? Yeah, I, I, what am I missing? I don't know. You're the Chiefs. You're going to win the division. And again, next week you have Jacksonville, which well, you would think that is a much more important game. But give them a long NFC week. Game. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I just. I agree. I don't really understand it, but uh, we'll see if Kelsey actually gives it a go tonight. Again, four and a half point favorite Kansas City over under of 53 and a half. Are we sold on the. I am not a, a Lions no. believer. <laughs> No. They sold the Lions. They haven't won the division in 30 years. I'm not sold no, I'm on not anybody sold on in them. that division. Mm-mm. Now, while Green Bay's not going to have their top two, uh, what, Dobbs and uh, Watson, it, the, the thought is that they're not even going to play week one. They get the Bears, right? Yep. It's Bears and Packers. Mm-hmm. How about that? Oh, man. It's a good one for Mark. Uh, kick. Quickly, uh, Toledo over Indy last night on baseball, 7-2. Seven to, uh, seven to Those two back at it at 6-35 tonight. And just to add one thing to your NFL uh, deal, there are, there are reports Joe Burrow and the Bengals have met to try to hash out a contract. Nick Bosa got that huge deal yesterday as well. Uh, when we come back here on the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy, we'll go over what was learned yesterday from the Colts. It was a pretty promising injury report. What is the plan for Shaquille Leonard coming up on Sunday and other storylines, not Anthony Richardson division for this 2023 season. We'll dive into those as well. Again, it's a wake up call. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. 
If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. KB and Andy on 93.5107.5, The Fan. Hey, a big thank you to Ronnie Thomas, the second joining us. You miss any of that conversation, Colts starting safety. Uh, check it out at the Podcast Center, 1075thefan.com on uh, Apple, iTunes, YouTube, and everything else. couple different reminders. Josh Larkey from the 33rd team going to join us at about 9.30. Uh, I think we may even effort taking some calls. Now, we'll be drafting uh, the, not the station, but the show Fantasy Draft while he's on the air. We'll be doing that in the 9 o'clock hour, so the 9 o'clock hour, basically, what I'm trying to tell you is could get messy. Uh, so we'll talk with Larky coming up at 9.30. You have any fantasy questions, we'll be able uh, to take those as well. Mike Duraco from ESPN.com will join us. We'll talk some Jags football coming up at 8.30 or so. Okay, coming up uh, in about five minutes, because I believe what KB is going to say is going to lead into something I also want to talk about. Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen both said something yesterday to get football fans all turned on they they both uh, uttered phrases that will get the uh <laughs> will get the football fan all hot and bothered Tell on, me on, on a thursday i must have missed uh, that oh but, but you were well, well i'll get to it here in a second you were I don't out know if i got hot and bothered yesterday uh, sitting there listening no i don't th- maybe i, I don't something. think you did uh but you were out there rubbing shoulders with anthony richardson shane steichen had his press conference what did uh what did you take away from everything that was happening around the colts yesterday well, I think you, you you first go to the injury report and the fact that Zach Moss did practice yesterday. Uh, is that a sign that he could potentially be out there on Sunday again? I'm not ready to say that just yet. For what it's worth, uh, he was not in a red jersey. So, I mean, you would think full contact was there. They did like the... Uh, the ball security gauntlet, you know, all the staff members hitting hitting players with with, with pads as they're carrying the ball through that. Um, but still, there were some times at practice I'm like, ah, I, I don't know if he's going to be out there full, full go on Sunday. So we'll see how the rest of the week plays out. And then Shaquille Leonard, hmm. full participant in practice, um, still in concussion protocol was what Shane Steichen said before practice. I'm guessing that the independent neurologist, which is the final clearance, is all that's left. But I do think it's worth pointing out with Leonard, Andy, that is a concussion that now is three weeks. Well, I, listen, I know. Back I, to that I know. first joint practice with the Bears. So if this was a regular season game, and remember, it's not like you do a ton of hitting in practice. Um, that would be a three-week-long concussion for Leonard. So if this was the regular season, he would have missed three games, obviously. You go back to last season – he did not play much last year, but he did suffer a concussion and a broken nose yeah, on it, the same play and missed yeah. three games. So we're talking about a guy with two concussions in less than a year. He has had to miss you know, six total weeks when you combine those two concussions. And I know it's something that I've brought up before, and I guess it's just preseason conversations, Andy, and we're still months away. And this storyline might never develop, but I do think it's worth bringing up. 
Shaquille Leonard, again, is paid an extraordinarily high amount of money. And he gets paid that amount of money because he is a very rare linebacker. He His ability to take away the ball, especially at critical moments, does not grow on trees. Zaire Franklin had a great season last year for the Colts. He didn't sniff the play making that, that Leonard does. Mm-hmm. But again, Leonard has to have that to be Leonard, to be the $20 million guy. And so, Andy... If he does not show that this season, if he's just another linebacker, contractually, he's signed through 2026. It's very rare for the Colts to get out of those contracts. Bless you, Mark. Get out of those contracts <laughs> early. So it was a heavy sneeze, by the way. Oh, like I feel like his entire nostrils and everything just smelled the out. Chata there maybe to clear some things up. That might help it out. Um, you have a decision to make on Leonard after yeah. the season. And... Andy, follow me here. Who is Shaquille Leonard's agent? Oh, I know. I know. Same as Jonathan Taylor. Can you imagine if you got to the end of the season and you dialed up Malki Kawa and said, Hey, buddy, old friend, um, I know we usually talk Jonathan Taylor. I think we need to talk your other client. And what about a pay cut? What about an outright cut? I know we're getting way, well, way, way ahead of ourselves, but... Anytime you have a 28-year-old guy that makes, again, eye-popping money and he has not played football much at all in the last 18, 24 months, you can't ignore the elephant in the room. So that's a question I have with Leonard this season. You know, Kenny Moore, in a way, kind of falls into that category, but Kenny Moore's in a contract year. So if he, you know, doesn't, if he has a similar season to last year, boom, he just walks. Leonard signed through 2026. But, and JMV made this point yesterday when I hopped on with him. Oh, I heard JMV slandering me. I heard you. If you're going to have pushback on Jonathan Taylor's situation, everybody's on the table. And that includes Shaq Leonard, who has had more injury situations than Jonathan Taylor. So I do think that element with Leonard... Um, is a huge one this season. Uh, listen, uh, I, I was, I'm, I'm even stronger on this, maybe even than you. I, I think the Colts, I think this is the final year for Leonard to be on the Colts. I, I do. Unless he wants to take a pay cut, I mean, there's no way they're going to carry his contract with a cap hit in 2024 of over 20 mil, 23 and a half in 2025, and then nearly 20 in 2026 as he hits 30 years old and goes over. You have to be available. You have to be available. That's just what it is. It is It is a mean business, but I believe, I mean, this is, if you're a Colts fan, here's what you want. You want Leonard to ball out this season. Sure. I don't think even if he balls out this season, KB, that Leonard can come back next year. If you're doing a youth movement, if you're doing a retooling, a reallocating of funds, if you will, which team said that the other? It was like a week ago. A team said, ah, we're going to reallocate some funds. Sounds um, like accounting three well, on man, one there. it was a football team, too, that just did it. But you know, No, it was the Mets. The Mets did it a couple. They got rid of all their players. And Such said, a baseball well, thing. Well, we're going to reallocate our funds by, get, by spending $80 million on two 40-year-old pitchers and then in a year and a half letting them go. I, I just, listen, I mean, Shaq has not been available. And it's not even like we're, we're breaking down his play. Well, he was out of position here, or it was something in the Chiefs game there. It's not even that. It's the fact that it, it, it's, just a, it's just a harsh reality that he has not been healthy, and the Colts start this season, and it's such a, you know, you start the season, and now we're three weeks in uh, to a concussion issue. This is back-to-back years a concussion, and that we understand how scary 
scary that can be. But to me, you mentioned a pay cut. I, I don't think, listen, if you are retooling this team, if this team, if it's if it's not a good team this year, and you know that it's all about Anthony Richardson, then, <laughs> then a 30, 31-year-old linebacker is not helping out Anthony well, Richardson. Especially I, I mean, come that, on. You know, has had some nerve issues and has had multiple back surgeries and, and things I mean, this like is that. why the out's there, right? right. After this right, year, right, right. I mean, I just see no way. If you're going to be a young team, if you're going to allocate funds to other guys, Pittman needs to get paid. You're going to have to build around Anthony Richardson. I kind of feel like Leonard was the last regime, and now it's a new now it's a new way of thinking. And I just he's just not available enough right now. Yeah, I mean, last regime that'd be giving a lot of credit to Shane Steichen. I, I don't know if I'm there just yet. I mean, Chris Ballard is the one that drafted him. Chris right. Ballard is the one that extended him. So I, I don't know if I can fully go there yet. I, this gets back to the earlier point you were making a little bit, Andy. You asked me, okay, Kevin, you can't say the schedule for a reason of why you think the Colts are going to win more than two or three games. Riley emailed me during the opening break and said, I would, my answer to Andy's question would be, the Colts blew a lot of games late last season, and now they're going to kind of, whatever, be a better fourth quarter team, or they're not going to have the worst second half in NFL history against Minnesota, you know, things like that. Sure. And while I can nod my head a little bit at, at that, <laughs> it's also we, the NFL. Do we forget how the Colts won games last season? Right. They won multiple games. I would say two, if not three, solely because Stephon Gilmore made a play on the final play of the game. I mean, if Devontae Adams comes down to that ball against the Raiders, that's a loss. All if, the wins are one-score wins. If Corbin Sutton year. comes down to the ball against Denver, that's a loss. You know, that that the Kansas City game was just Kansas City absolutely vomiting all over themselves from weird field goal decisions. Kelsey drops the ball in the sun, and they still were in Colts territory with a chance to win that game there late. So, I know that kind of goes against my overall thought on the Colts, you know, winning more than two or three games, like some people believe, but I don't know if I can go there just yet. And I bring that up because that's where the Leonard thing comes into play. Stephon Gilmore's no longer here. So, Andy, my question for this team is we watched too many times last year when they had opportunities to potentially close games, their defense and guys not named Stephon Gilmore didn't do it. And I'm specifically pointing to Philadelphia and Washington. When Jalen Hurts and Taylor Heineke just scampered their way down the field and kept plays alive and throw a jump ball to Terry McLaurin and third and goal, play the Rick Venturi audio, Mark. <laughs> I, the, the, the parting of the seas for Jalen Hurts. You know, those types of plays, when you had leads in the fourth quarter, your defensive line, your front seven in general, they didn't make enough of those plays. So now with Gilmore gone... And Leonard, theoretically back, Leonard has been a timely turnover guy. Is he that still? And that's a question I have for this defense because to the point you made yesterday, Andy, we can critically evaluate this defense. I mean, that can be a unit that deserves it. And how it looks, every level of it, and in particular a couple of key guys in Shaquille Leonard and Kenny Moore, and I'm not even getting into the front four, which I think has some guys that you would throw into that category oh, sure. as well. Absolutely. That's going to be absolutely vital to not only their place on this team moving forward, 
but the potential to get you know any sort of wins this season. Well, isn't it like half the teams? What is it like eight teams? Or there's there's a number of teams that make the playoffs one year and don't make it the next. Uh, the New York Giants are squarely on that list this season. They were in a bunch of close games last year. And and don't they, we get four it, new playoff yeah, teams every year? That's what it is. Isn't it's four or five thing? different teams, and like they're squarely one of those teams because they had a ton of close games. What I would say to Riley is that the NFL and the Colts last year, who were not good, but if you go and look at you know, I mean the you mentioned the Washington game, the Tennessee game, uh, both Tennessee games. I mean, there are so many games on this. Uh, I mean, even Houston at the very end of the season, where yeah, wins and losses are are it, it, it can be a three point game. That's the point of the NFL. Again, what I would say to Riley, the emailer, is again, let's talk about something other than the schedule. Do you agree with me that no matter what, and I, you may not, I just feel like no matter what, Leonard's. I mean, you have the out in the contract for a reason, right? I, I mean, to me, oh, I, to it, me, it doesn't matter how he plays this season. I think this is the final year unless he's going to take a pay cut that's going to make the Colts happy. I, I mean, I, I really feel that way. I mean, there is an element of like, again, where else are you spending that, that money? That seems to be the age-old question with the Colts. And this is a lofty goal, but obviously if he gets back, to being a 6-7 turnover guy, big-time moments in the fourth quarter, and looks like an all-pro, which I am not necessarily expecting, to be clear. But if he does, then I think he can be worth that type of contract. But you'd be ignoring a huge storyline if you think that it's but, but not scared. on the table. But they're, I, mean, I mean, not scared, but with Jonathan Taylor, well, we won four games. I mean, that's Chris Bauer. We won four games. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> having having a 30-year-old Shaq Leonard that's going to have a $23 million <laughs> cap hit, uh, I, I don't know. That seems to fit the well. We won four games, and we need to evaluate more so uh, than even Jonathan Taylor. I tease this. Can I just give you some sound? Uh, two things. Uh, one thing happened yesterday. Uh, it, it was unearthed that Anthony Richardson spent his off day in the facility. And there's nothing that gets... Eight uh, hours, right? There's nothing that gets fans all jacked up than mm-hmm. their player and their star quarterback doing extra work. That that gets us all in a tizzy. Here's, Kirk Cousins doesn't do it, right? <laughs> there you go. Here's, uh, here's Anthony Richardson yesterday. You know, I'm excited. Coming in on the off day, you know, I think that's part of the job, you know, extra work, getting ready for the game, because I know other people putting their extra work. My teammates putting their extra work, because I see them in the building as well, so it's just a matter of me doing the same thing and just getting ready for week one. All right, and here's Steichen talking about Anthony Richardson and the extra work that he did. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, he is very focused. Um, He was in here uh, yesterday for, I don't know, eight hours, getting ready for this game on his day off, grinding away. So uh, he's prepared. He's ready. we got to have a great week of practice. I truly believe, you know, the preparation throughout the week uh, has a huge factor on how you play on Sunday. So we got to have a great practice. He's got to have a great practice. We've got to give great looks on the uh, scout team so we can be ready to go. I know fans love that. Yeah, I I know they do. I did have to roll my eyes a little bit at at that in general. I would hope he would be in on a Tuesday. Uh, How much does the unknown help Indy this weekend? A ton. Is that their biggest advantage in the game? Yes. Absolutely. The biggest advantage is supposedly they have, uh, you know, not shown the full offense that they're going to be able to run with Anthony Richardson, which I can buy. It's the preseason, and he only played two of the three games. And again, it's the freaking preseason, so I can get with that. Yes, if they can get, you get a couple scores early, you get a touchdown early before Jacksonville can go make adjustments at halftime. Absolutely. You you agree with that, right? Yeah, I think Colts fans in general feel like you know early in the year, 
you know, again, that is kind of a unique element to them. You know, I brought up this week Jim Bob Cooter, the Colts offense coordinator. He comes from Jacksonville. Jacksonville, for the most part, it's very, very similar personnel. Certainly, it's the same coaches that are calling the plays offensively and defensively. Obviously, Calvin Ridley is new, but in general, you know what Trevor Lawrence is bringing to the table. Um, so that is not an unknown with that. Um, I'll go back to where I think the biggest advantage on paper lies for Sunday from a positional standpoint, and that is your defensive line. I mean, if we're going to talk about the Colts having a legit chance in this game, and for what it's worth, I mean, the line is five points. Mm-hmm. So you can look at that two ways. You can backdoor your way to five, or you could potentially you know, front door your way through it. And all of a sudden, it's you know a three-point game late, and Jacksonville kicks a late field goal to extend it to six, something like that. If you're going to make that competitive, your D-line should and needs to dominate Jacksonville's offensive line, which, again, on paper, there's reason to believe in that. And I feel like there hasn't been enough of those moments where the Colts' defensive line from a run game and pass game, run game is usually pretty solid, I feel like they don't make enough plays defending the pass. And that, to me, is a massive element for Sunday afternoon. No, listen, I think you can get a score. You can get a couple scores early. That, that's how you stay in this game if you're the Colts. And again, you say it's a four-and-a-half-point spread, so why are we talking about it? Like, is it going to be, you know, 27-3? to three? Uh, If that's the case, then that's going to be a pretty big problem. Oh, I expect Steichen to have a couple things, especially early, uh, to try to get on the board. Absolutely. Uh, all right, coming up at the 8 o'clock hour, we'll get the Jacksonville side of things. Mike DiRocco going to join us at 8.30. Uh, again, our fantasy football draft kicks off in Oon hour. It's 32nd picks thanks to Mark Dykton. I absolutely love that. Uh, And if you have any fantasy questions for this weekend, I guess feel free to even tweet those at us if you want to get ahead of the game. At the only Sweeney, at KBowen1070. We'll have Josh Larkey on from the 33rd team coming up in the 9 o'clock hour uh, talking fantasy football with him for week one and even tonight um, if you're curious about some of the matchups with Kansas City and Detroit. So we'll throw those questions at Josh in the 9 o'clock hour. A little bit of an overcast start here to this Thursday morning. Temperature-wise, though, it's supposed to be Pretty darn good the next handful of days. So enjoy that, and thanks for tuning in to the wake-up call with KB and Andy on 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. Mike Duraco will... Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Join us coming up in about a half an hour. We'll talk some Jacksonville Jaguar football with him. Josh Larkey at 930. Get in those questions right now. Uh, we need to figure out. Tweet at us, uh, YouTube, and the bed and breakfast, uh, the YouTube, uh, and get with us so we can move those along. Maybe even take some calls. I don't know. We'll figure that out maybe next week, uh, given that we'll be doing our fancy draft uh, at the same time. Okay. Can we go back to the strings, by the way, Mark? You, I mean, you are always on point with your re-entries, but I just feel like the strings just had me going to start the show. 
Yeah. Dun, dun, more of that. I figured dun, Stadium dun, Anthems dun, was dun, also dun, a thing that I was doing. That's why you got Seven Nation Army. Jock James. Start My Heart. Maybe some uh, Zombie Nation coming uh, at sure. you. Sure, sure, sure. Final countdown. You guys countdown. hate Sandstorm, yeah. right? Sandstorm. Darude. Yeah. 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 Would well, you hate Sandstorm? Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's. You're fine, fine with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. Notre Dame use it in any of their stuff? Football, I don't think a, so. Obviously, a big basket and basketball. You know, Purdue's going to see the Inner Sandman coming up. Yes, uh, they will. A, a noon kick. Jump around this Saturday. Jump around. Yeah, I Notre Dame is the shipping. You need up to the drop Boston. some acid first before you start listening to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't say that. I've done that, but that probably <laughs> seems to check out. We'll be doing that next week. That, that's something we could do. That's, what we need. that's something yeah. we could do. Is uh, just a radio bit, guys. Yeah, Come just on. a bit. Uh-huh. Just a little, yeah. uh, little acid at nine a.m. It's not a big <laughs> deal. We'll be fine. KB will be able to have meetings with his bosses and go cover the Colts. Yeah, exactly. Afterwards, yeah, that, that'll be. Uh, Mark will be able to go pick up his kids from school. That'll be mm-hmm. fine. It won't be a problem at all. Watch out, kids! There's a giant elephant behind you. <laughs> why is there? Why is there an elephant uh, in the road? Uh, can I just, just for a second? We'll get back to Colts stuff here uh, in just like. Uh, in just a second, Mike Duraco again will join us in about 25 minutes or so. I just this reared its ugly head, KB, and I, can I just I just want to call it stupid. These these guys aren't wrong; they're right. But it, you know, Caleb Williams came out and talked about to GQ magazine something that uh, I you know I never have to worry about being on the cover of. He, he, Caleb Williams comes out, and I love Caleb, Caleb Williams. Listen, I would take him number one if Arizona is trying to ditch their season to move on from Kyler Murray and to get Caleb Williams. Hey, listen, I, I, I would be all about it as a fan of Arizona or anybody else who is in that position. But he comes out, KB, and you know he talks about how you know you know he's been able to to have his own way, right? He went to Oklahoma, and then he wanted to leave, and Lincoln Riley left, and what did he do? Well, he went to USC. So his entire football career, Caleb Williams has been able to have it his way. I understand that. And then you get drafted in the NFL, and it's the Eli Manning, it's the John Elway, where you may not want to play for a particular franchise and is that particular franchise uh, Arizona. Carl Williams, his dad... Uh, came out and said the funk. I love the name, uh, yeah, Carl. it's great, Carl. Uh, I don't know. We're not making Carls as much as no. we used to. Well, no, I mean, not too many Rogers we? either. Rogers kind of going by the way. Boy, I feel like Rogers completely Carl gone. Right, Sweeney's got a good ring to it. Yeah, if you guys you want to da- go down, you damn path. right it does. Now this is Carl with a C. He says the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is. He goes. He goes on and on. Uh, it, listen, it, it, it's not better if he goes undrafted than going number one overall. It's not. Not in any world. Even if you go to Arizona. Uh, so I want to ask you a question, but it's 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 so tiring. And I hope they don't do this where they play this game where they act like they're going to go back to school. Like, like, don't even do this. I hate this. You know, following Kentucky basketball for years, every year, you know, Cal would have these guys. I know Indiana fans, uh, Notre Dame fans have not seen this. Heron Goaty was whoa, not a one-and-done, okay? first-round picks but, here but as of I late. Mean, but I just actually, one of the better games I, I ever saw live involved Notre Dame. So we can Notre get Dame, into that. Kentucky Elite yeah, yeah, Yes, it did. Think yes, about it, it every day. <laughs> yes, it did. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, sorry. It was one of the better games I had seen live. But it's like, I don't need Caleb Williams to do this thing where he's going to act like 
like he's going to go back to school or it's this great burden uh, to be drafted number one overall. Many people, I know even like Dan Lubitard has made it a passionate plea that it is not only unfair, it's like it's unjust that you don't get to choose the city. If someone wants to pay Caleb Williams, you know, anybody, okay, can be a good team and they want to pay him money. I certainly understand that. I'm not even disagreeing with it. Should the draft process be changed, that's for a different time. But but I don't need this. Well, he'd be better off going back to school or the NIL at USC is so great. I mean, I'm, I'm fine if he says, Arizona, if you take me, I ain't going to play. Listen, Eli Manning did that. John Elway did that. I, I actually don't have a problem with that, but I just don't need to hear, well, you know, I'd be better off going back to school. No, he wouldn't be better off going back to school and playing college football. You know, USC, uh, Fresno State on a Saturday afternoon than starting his NFL career, even you know, even if it's on a crappy team. Come on. I have, eh, enough with it. I have three rotating nightmares, okay? One nightmare okay. is um, about the boys that Rosie will date at some point in her life. Uh, my other nightmare is about Max Bowen and, and does he have enough of a disciplined golf game. And then my third nightmare is watching Caleb Williams do what he did to Notre Dame last year in the Coliseum on that Saturday night. Have you... I, I, I I I'm trying you to remember have. that game now. You, you have obviously watched a decent amount of Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah. No, I listen, Caleb Williams at Oklahoma I thought was a stud when they benched... Oh, goodness. Um, uh, uh, South Carolina. Rattler. Yeah, Sp- when they, yeah, Spencer Rattler was done. Caleb Williams came in and immediately when Lincoln Riley jumped to USC, you knew what was going to happen. I mean, you absolutely knew what was going to happen. I'm a huge Caleb Williams fan. I, I want to be clear. That's who I would absolutely take. And my franchise was ditching their season to get Caleb Williams. I would be fine with it. I would understand it. And I would be jacked up to get him. It's it's Mahomes watching him keep plays alive. You know, how many times do you just see Mahomes, eyes downfield, guys draped all over him, and somehow... He is able to get out of that, extend a play. Now defensive backs are defending for, you know, eight seconds, and yeah. boom, he's able to make a play. That's what Caleb Williams oh, did he's against a, he's Notre Dame seemingly every single series where he would just keep something alive. And, you know, I guess to bring it a little bit full circle, there's an element of that that you obviously hope Anthony Richardson can bring. You know, I thought it, my ears perked up. More so to this Shane Steichen answer than it did the Anthony Richardson was in here for eight hours on his day off. You know, Shane dropped the word like superpowers in describing Richardson's ability to create outside of the pocket. He did, yeah. And again, that is the element that you are hoping you have in this quarterback because defenses are damn good. And they prepare a whole lot during the week to see, for you to see something that you did not think you would see. And their goal is to confuse the hell out of Anthony Richardson. So that's fine. If they confuse him for the first three or four seconds, but the play's still alive, that's a win for Richardson. Because now, is he getting out of the pocket and saying, guys, X's and O's, that is gone. The X's and O's lasted three or four seconds. Now it's backyard. Now it's sandlot. Now it's can you defend me at 6'4", 240, the ability to, again, get out of the pocket, extend, maybe make a play down the field. That, to me, is what is just so unbelievable about watching Caleb Williams, watching Patrick Mahomes. And again, there's an element that you hope Richardson can bring to that. There's a lot of different things you have to have. You obviously have to have the elite athleticism, but what Mahomes and Williams have 
that always just stands out to me is poise. Like, the eyes are always down the field. They look to make a play with their arm before making a play with their legs. And I don't think that is always a given when you have, like, very gifted athletic well, They're mobile to throw. Yes. Uh-huh. Everyone's been right. like with Lamar Jackson, he was mobile and he was going to run. And I kind of feel like Richardson early on is going to be mobile and his, his rushing numbers are going to be way more than what Caleb Williams. I mean, in that Notre Dame game, he had three touchdowns, but he only had 35 yards. You know, I, like, I expect... I, I mean, I can't imagine there's going to be too many games this year where Anthony Richardson would have just 35 yards rushing. If so, then Jonathan Taylor must be back. He must be healthy. He must be happy enough. <laughs> and I don't I don't know if I foresee that happening by week five or six. Uh, no. No. Uh, let's, let's go back to the Bob Kravitz hypothetical from earlier in the week, Andy. I asked Bob when he mentioned two wins or three wins. I said, okay, does that mean Chris Bauer is here in 2024? Yes. Let's go with the hypothetical again. Two or three wins, you have the number one overall pick. Does oh, that mean do Anthony it. Richardson is here in 2024? <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. I mean, Caleb Williams has played a hell of a lot more football than Anthony Richardson. Everyone's played more football than Anthony Richardson. I don't know. Don't so put me on the spot like number this. number one overall for everything. Four number one so picks. So you keep Richardson then? Y- yes. Okay. Right? Oh come on! They're not. You know, you don't. You can't. Now you you're can't saying right, on asking him. for confirmation. I, I, I need help you. here. I love Caleb Williams. What I what I would do is I would still listen. I love Caleb Williams, but Caleb Williams not being in the NFL is more valuable than Anthony Richardson trading him unless he has a great season. And if he has a great season, you wouldn't entertain trading him, even if you won. You know, one, two, three games, whatever got you that first round, uh, that first overall pick, right? Like, Caleb Williams hasn't, we haven't seen him be bad in the NFL yet. Anthony Richardson this year, like, his value, we're talking about superpowers right now. We haven't seen him play in the NFL yet. Once he starts playing in the NFL, people are going to start picking apart his game, and that's going to begin Sunday at 1 o'clock. Can you imagine that debate? I'm adding that to my nightmare list, okay? That's a a nightmare. boyfriend, Max, golf game, Caleb Williams, Notre Dame. Rosie is three in a few months. You got got lots of time. No, the way she acts like a teenager, I'm a little nervous. (laughs) Uh, And then the fourth nightmare would be that. That would be. The well, I thought the Notre Dame Kentucky basketball game was going to be. I thought when you were going down list, that list, lead, I still remember Willie Cauley Stein um, blocking that shot of Jerry and Grant in the corner there and missing the front. Was that game in Was that game in Indianapolis? Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? That's yep. it. Mm-hmm. You know why I remember that? Because I was following that. It snowed that day. The it's, late March it, snow. It's, it's it snowed in. I was sitting in an island themed bar. You know, like oh, you're like a Margaritaville type bar, like we like a place you would drink a nice tropical alcoholic beverage. Got a pina colada, yeah, when it, rum chata, yeah, when it was, oh, nice. when, you know, when it's supposed to be 85 degrees Mark, out. I'm telling you, you got to put that in the hot chocolate. Oh, I have before. All right, Delicious. girls, let's make some hot chocolate here. And this is Daddy's glass. Dad gets Step his back. glass. What's Boom. the What's the best alcohol in a normal beverage? Not like mixing like rum and coke, but I mean like a like a coffee or something like that. Is there a go-to? Now, I, Is that the I, go-to? I am a, I, I've been known to dip, you know, wait till the weather turns a little bit, but you get some fall crisp weather. You know, the first coffee didn't really hit. Throw that in the second coffee. Okay. I'm yeah. a huge rum chata fan. Oh yeah, rum chata okay. is outstanding. Is it rum and coffee or is it or uh, Jameson? I say we pour it out here, Mark. Yeah, yeah, you know, we maybe can pass we a shot around yeah, coffee. It's right opening here. night of the NFL. What's we need to celebrate? The the consistency of it, to be fair, does have a little bit of mayo tendency to it. 
Oh, well, yeah. There's a little. By the way, what was the Mayo video everyone was tagging us in? Oh, over the it was weekend? like oh, it, guys college game day. Dukes, Dukes Mayo out so, of a can. Okay, this was literally an eating contest of Mayo between North Carolina uh, and South Carolina? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. said that's oh, the next God. level after the Mayo and the coffee is we got to do that. And I, I, I just, why are we doing, like, I, I guess I blame Levis, although the Duke's Mayo Bowl and but all that has from been. from Levis. Yeah, I know, but but we. We can't blame Levis for well, everything. He, We're going to blame him for gas uh, prices, he, too? <laughs> Here it is like a politician. You saw like a politician. Um, well, you had Levis, and then you have the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Do you know they've been doing this for three, four years, where people are eating mayo with the bunches with the bunch of stuff. And then College Game Day had a guy uh, pour pour mayo all over his his fat body. Basically, Could you imagine is what sitting happened. next to that dude in three hours in the uh, sun during a football game. Like they the gotta have, reek. Yeah, they gotta have a place College yeah. Game Day where they have like a like you a pop up shower or something. You could grab a chip and just spoon the mail off oh, his shoulder there, there was a lot of mayo stuff going on at yeah. college football this weekend my, yeah, my mention enough, enough my mentions told me that uh indiana indiana state tomorrow night tom allen <laughs> as a 15-year high school head football or uh, football coach i'm I should sure say, he's happy about that uh, was extremely is extremely upset by the fact that the big 10 does this friday song and dance taven jackson getting the start for that one uh, as Indiana continues to flip-flop these guys. And then, as we said, Purdue at Virginia Tech, their lone road game here in the month of September. That line, I think, Purdue, about a field goal underdog. I know it's kind of shifted a little bit from a pick earlier this week. Uh, I know. Did you guys talk about this at all last season when TJD went to go visit his brother at Tennessee and TJD was wearing all the Tennessee shirts That was and the, the gear. Alabama game, right? When was they, was uh, it the Alabama game? they got a picture with Peyton Manning afterwards oh, in the locker room. Yeah, I didn't like that. Really? Yeah, I'm in India. Leave the Indiana leave. and Tennessee have a rivalry? Well, I'll leave the Tennessee stuff alone. It's his brother. <laughs> well, you know, leave Support it alone. The family. Well, you can wear an orange shirt, you know. It doesn't have to have <laughs> doesn't have to have a T on it, you know? I have never heard of IU and Tennessee uh, having a rivalry I, I, in anything. I bet IU fans agree with me. I bet they I bet you support I bet, your brother. I bet they sat around, they thought, no, nah, I don't like this. Oh, here we go. Hey, doesn't it look a little mayo-y to you, Mark? Yeah. Here's <laughs> it does, our it does look rum shot con- I was wondering what football. Mark was doing. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Mm. Honestly, straight it is. You know what? That would be well. good in coffee. Yeah. yeah. You're spot on. Oh, my gosh. How about Nick? You want to talk about a boring subject, Nick. Uh, but I did watch about an hour of it last night. Nick wanted to ask if I watched the Notre Dame men's golf team winning the Folds of Honor. Oh, Lord heavens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> last night, I watched Madison Keys advance to the semifinal. Uh, Maddie fell asleep. Uh, about eight forty-five, so the remote was all mine. Watch I can't Madison. believe she fell asleep. How Madison, would that happen? Actually, she did stay up for the Madison Keys pretty much the whole second set. I think uh, it was a great second set. And then, um, and then I flipped over the Golf Channel and watched. Uh, shout out to Jacob Modleski, a Garen product, uh, impacting the Irish lineup right away. That was my Wednesday night viewing. I think you, uh, who's the guy that, that texted you or tweeted you or Nick, whatever? That Nick. Was Nick. Thank you, Nick. Uh, are you Nick, in, you want to hang out? Yeah, I was I was about to say, did anyone have the watching experience <laughs> of Kevin Bowen last night? Anyone in the listing area? Even if you're listing in Indonesia right now. I'm sure there are a couple geriatrics in the area that watch that. <laughs> the, Mark? I flipped right over to the Gulf Channel was the, was the line that he uttered. Uh, what are we doing tonight? Are we taking Detroit and the point? Or are we going with Kansas City? What, what's the... Four and a half. You know what? Do I, we believe in the... I don't I, believe... Chiefs, Mark, I'm sorry. Chiefs by a field goal. No one in the NFC North I believe in. No, I don't blame no. you. No, Everybody's kind of like transitioning. 
It's kind of a changing of the guard at the moment. <laughs> no, I take the Chiefs win in a close one, like a field goal, so I could give the cover to the Lions, mm, but okay. but right. I, but I'm taking Kansas City to win the game, and I just listen. But isn't this the night Mahomes is like, all right, Sky Mora, uh, Sky Moore, all right, Noah Gray, Kadarius Tony, yeah, you know yeah. these guys just turn into. Pacheco has a couple touchdowns. I'm trying to think of the other Jer- random. Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon, other random That's the guy. Valdez Scantling Chief running around. skill players. Is he still yeah. there? Is Valdez Scantling still I there? I don't know. Yeah. Is uh, You remember Justin Ross? I don't think he's going to be. He's I, I a think Clemson he's, guy, right? Yeah, he, a, who's always been injured. But, you know, he's he's a guy that's, you know, he was in, even injured last year. He made their team. It may have been the practice squad. So, yes, it could be nice. God, How about this? Over, over so under half a, half a sack for George Karloftis tonight. Boy, Mark, that's a Purdue degenerate bet if I've ever heard I'll of I'll take. One. Uh, I'll take. I'll take. Try over. to keep it local. Here. Is I'll that is that literally even money? Is that I don't know. I was just saying, I was just throwing it out there. Jared he's Goff creating can't his move. own Let's line. Let's go over. Let's okay. go a high effort. George Karloftis sack on a third and eleven. Jared it, Goff trips over an offensive lineman. Karloftis touches him and boom, it's a sack. Isn't it one of those things where NFL football Freddies are trying to tell us to believe in Jared Goff? I mean, that's essentially what they're saying, right? They're like, believe in Jared Goff, they're going to win 10 games. Not so fast, my friend. Can I go back to the Anthony Richardson, Caleb Williams thing for just a second? Sure. I, I didn't mean for this to turn into like a broader topic here, but Chris goes, this is the reason the Colts should have waited for a QB. The team is borderline top pick for next year's draft, and if you get that pick, you're going to pass up on drafting Caleb Williams because you got Anthony Richardson. Do you agree with that? That they should have waited? No. <laughs> I don't think you could afford to have waited another season. Yeah, I mean, if you go in with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback clear. this year, is there any excitement? And we know the well, answer. I guess, the answer okay, is no. Let's just play out the devil's advocate. Um, boy, I don't even know what who the pick would have been there for. I don't think there was like an eye-popping, I don't know, maybe you would trade back in that situation. Do you trade back and do you take... Gosh, was there even a receiver that went like super, super high? I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, uh, Drake London went eight. Well, that was, well, that was two years two ago. Years, right? Oh, that was right, two right, years right. ago. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Hang on. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think. Do well, I mean, do you take Levis in the second round? Did you? Would you have waited on Hendon Hooker there? Um, I don't know. Would you have taken like Jalen Carter? The, the, I, the top wide receiver was Jackson Smith and Jigbo, who went 20th. I was going to say, that was yeah. late, right? Yeah. yeah, he went 20th. So you didn't have the skill guy. I mean, you had those running backs go, which I think was... I mean, there was like Paris Johnson and Darnell Wright, so you could have like... Trade back the for offensive a pass line. rusher. Yeah. You trade back for you know, Tyree Wilson. Jalen Carter. Out of, out of Texas yeah. Tech. Well, there's a couple guys. I mean, first of all, you, I mean, the offensive line, they put a lot of time and money and effort into and pick. So what do you do there? And then the second thing is, you know, Gibbs, Jamar Gibbs went 12 and Bajan Robinson went 8. You're not, if you're the Colts, you're not sitting there thinking, now ah, we're taking a running back because you have Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, you know, for those, you know, those guys would be off the board uh, as well. I mean, I don't know, maybe Witherspoon who went at 5. With Seattle at corner, that that would seem that would seem rather high. I just, I, I, I listen. I feel like that guy does about Caleb Williams. The flip side could be if somebody wants, if you're even, if you're even going to, 
in this draft. Now, you could take a lineman. You could take Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, I'm not, but Drake May is going to be the second pick. Like, I firmly believe someone's going to move up. It's going to be Drake May. And if he goes number two, I mean, to me, again, the Colts, this goes back to, like, the Shaq Leonard discussion, KB. It, like, the reason I think you move on from him is you're trying to get younger uh, and you're trying to reallocate your funds to help out your young quarterback. What helps out the young quarterback than if you get three first-round picks to trade out of number two overall? I mean, that would be the other side of this. You hope to God you get to four wins and you don't have to worry about this. Those are storylines that we can probably put on the back burner for a little bit here. Uh, A listener, rum chata on ice cream, rum chata on apple pie. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Apple pie. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And this one from Carlton. Uh, You wear a Tennessee, Tennessee shirt because it's your brother. And he's more family's more important than IU, and I'm so IU you can't imagine. No, Andy. Fa- fam- family's not more important. Nothing's more important than the Hoosiers. You're you understand? Like my Indiana and Tennessee here, it's just some like bloodbath rivalry. I would oh, say that man. if he went to Kentucky, it's his brother. Listen, I can say this right now: if if a if if a Kentucky player wore a Tennessee shirt, and that's not fair because they're rivals. That fan base would blow up. What? Okay, what if it was a Purdue shirt? It's your brother. Oh, oh, TJD's just wearing a Purdue shirt. Oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's just a Purdue shirt. It's family. <laughs> Mike DiRocco covers the Jets. That's your family. Join us here in about five minutes. Tom Crean's uh, your family. That, let's go morning check down. The morning check down. On 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. All right, we can start with the Reds. Losers 8-4 last night. It's going to be basically this daily update as we go. Uh, the Reds currently sit a half game back of the Diamondbacks and uh, and Marlins for that third spot. Uh, the Cubbies won. I'm surprised, Mark, you didn't play any Cubs Drop sound. the brooms. Swept the Giants. I that mean, was a Giants great are, series. Giants are done. Are the Cubs good? They're very good. Oh, they're not even good. They're very good. They're very good. If, I might if be Stroman with Martin. can get back and healthy, but no, just this now, deal now we have like some ifs. Now we have some ifs we're throwing in Jordan there. Wicks looking strong so uh, far. Half game back. Is that what you said, Andy, for the Reds right now? Yes. Yeah, this half is going to be back. just a jumbled mess here through the final few weeks of September. Indians lose. Again, if you want to get out to Victory Field here before the end of the year, you've got a homestand this week. Some 635 first pitch times here. Uh, and then two weeks. That's it for the Indians this season over at Victory Field. <laughs> Uh, tonight, it is a four-and-a-half-point spread. Again, Travis Kelsey reportedly with a morning workout this morning to try and test out that hyperextended knee and give it a go uh, for tonight. So that will be certainly something to keep an eye on. 820 kick in NBC. So are we good cable-wise? Do we all get it? I think so, yeah. I think mm-hmm. we're solid to go, right? No okay. one's going to have any No one's gonna have any issues. Boy, this is going to be Tariqo quite the weekend. Is that what we get tonight? Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. The fighting Dan Campbell's. Good I have no problem with that. Slide of the season. There we go. That'll Does he nice. do the slide, or do they put the slide away when uh, no, when no, Michael's no, no, left? No, no, I think you have to bring the slide. The slide has to stay. Well, if, it's, if the slide leaves, we're all disappointed. I'm just saying the slide. I don't know if it's still there or not. Here's no a guy. Idea. Give me an over under on Lions wins for this season. Ooh. I mean eight and a half. Oh boy. People would probably take the over there. I mean, come on. We doing ten? They're going to win ten games. We doing this? Are we going like Vegas odds? Or are we going off just like what we? How many do we? Yeah. Think no, no. Get? Let's go off Vegas. Oh, I'll say nine and a half is the Vegas line. 
Oh, I'm trying to look here. I, I don't have I don't have it in front of me. The line is at four and a half right now, over under fifty three. If you think the Lions are going to win tonight, you can get them at plus one seventy. Vegas over under nine and a half. Boom yeah, for the Detroit Lions. Thank you. Yeah, give me the under. I mean, I'll I can take go the n- over. Yeah, I can go nine and eight and make money. Yeah, I'll, so you I'll have do the that. Bears at seven and a half. You have the Packers at seven and a half. Again, you have the Lions at nine and a half, and the Vikings at eight and a half. Is that the closest division? Boy, I don't think the Vikings. I would take the under on the Vikings. What do you think about that? Four teams separated by seven and a half to nine and a half. Well, and you have some mis- you have some mysteries there. Yeah, I mean, tentatively, I guess I would go under Detroit. Is that the most competitive division in football well, entering no, the year? No, I think that's the <laughs> AFC East. Just, just because it's close doesn't always mean it's competitive. Uh, one other quick thing. Give me the swoosh. One other swoosh here. Uh, Nick Bosa signs that huge deal. Five years, $170 million. I'm sure Chris Jones and other defenders are looking at that. It carries a $122.5 million uh, in guarantees. He's going to make a, ba- a base salary this year of about $19 mil. In all, the Niners have all of this money in Bosa. Uh, they have, uh, let's see, $29 mil this season in and, D, uh, and Debo Samuel, Eric Armstead's making 26, Fred Warner's making 24, and Kittle's making 22. Just massive cap numbers as the Niners go for a Super Bowl this year and next year. And last thing I'll add, Colts practice yesterday, all 53 guys practice. Zach Moss limited his first practice in over a month, and uh, Shaquille Leonard was a full participant, no red jersey. So he was full contact yesterday as he tries to finish up the concussion protocol. Uh, all right, on the other side, Mike DiRocco from ESPN. We'll not only get his take on Jacksonville, but obviously in that market, certainly saw a lot of Anthony Richardson in college. We'll talk to him next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. <laughs> We're fueled by rum this morning. Something Leonard Skinner and I think Limp Biscuit from Jacksonville. <laughs> you know what? That's what I or think. Papa Roach if Kevin's. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Kevin's taking a vote. I'd love some. You know, they're playing like pretty soon. And like, uh, what, oh, we got to go. Yeah, you, we got to go around. No, not here. I think uh, they're oh. playing. Oh, the big fest uh, down in Louisville. They're playing. It's like a Friday night, too. It's a Friday or a Saturday night. I can't show remember trip. which one. So do a little uh, little show uh, on the road to go see Limp Biscuit together. That'd be an odd thing to do. I'll bring the rum shot. Uh, hanging out with you in the drivehubler.com studios. It is the wake-up call on this Thursday. We get closer and closer to football tonight. And then, obviously, the Colts and Jags, all that coverage beginning. My man JMV, 9 a.m. on Sunday. KB usually go on with him about 9.15, so we can do a shameless promotion sure. uh, on that. So, no problem when to we do, hop on, yeah, no problem hop on to do that. Uh, let's head on out to the Payless Liquors Hotline. Mike DiRocco joins us from ESPN.com following uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars as they'll be making their way down here to Lucas Oil. Uh, Mike, first of all, good morning. Second of all, I would have to imagine this is the most excitement around the 
this football team since when, do you think? Maybe 2017, something like that? <laughs> yeah, really, probably 2000. Well, first of all, sorry. Good morning, fellas. Uh, but, yeah, first, most excitement since 2018. You know, they came off that AFC title game appearance in 17, and they had that big, um, you know, big-time defense full of all those playmakers. And the 2018 season, everybody was sort of around here was sort of expecting them to make a run to the Super Bowl. It obviously didn't happen, and it's been pretty much downhill since then until last year anyway. Mike, I kind of want to flip it a little bit here. I mean, I Obviously, you guys, I assume, in that part of the state of Florida, watched a decent amount of Florida Gator football. Anthony Richardson, a Gainesville product from Eastside High School there. What is the general feeling uh, of Anthony Richardson, like ex-Florida Gator, starting here on Sunday afternoon? Well, you want the logical view or the (laughs) ex-angry Florida Gator view? Uh, uh, Yeah, both of them. Uh, well, the ex-angry Florida Gator view uh, is, uh, thank God he's in a division rival uh, because there's uh, no way that he's going to be a successful NFL quarterback. That's the angry Florida Gator <laughs> fan view. The, the, the logical view, the one, the one that like most of us take, is there's it's a tremendous amount of athleticism, a tremendous amount of potential. His ceiling is so high, but until you – can kind of handle it mentally and prove he can handle it mentally because we all know it's a bigger mental grind than physical grind. It's sort of a, you know, gee, is is it all just going to be potential or can he reach it? Um, You know, and I think with him, I'm expecting to see this year a lot of what I saw when I watched him play last year, which is two or three throws where you go, what was that? You know, three or four throws where you go, not many guys can make that throw. And then, you know, some – you know, average stuff in between, but he's going to make a bunch of plays with his legs. And if you're the Jags or your other teams, the thing you don't want to do is let him beat you with his legs. You got to keep him in the pocket and make him throw the ball. And I think that's what the Jags are going to do, certainly uh, in the opener on Sunday. Yeah, I think what Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence going from year one to year two, like the support system around Lawrence, I feel like changed so much. Whether it's Doug Peterson's arrival, obviously the offseason moves that got a lot of scrutiny early on, and then Jacksonville got the last laugh. If you were going to talk support system for Anthony Richardson at Florida, from Dan Mullen to Billy Napier, I don't think they had a single skill player drafted off that team. Like, How much was that a factor in some clear inconsistency to borderline poor play? Yeah, no, it was it was certainly a factor. I mean, I covered the University of Florida for 13 years before I started doing the Jaguars from 2000 to 2012, um, and they had really good skill position players back then. Uh, and and it's it's amazing to me the dearth of talent, uh, especially at the skill positions on that roster over the last four, five, six years. Um, when you consider it's Florida, we're, we're, we live in a state here where there's, I mean, they grow wide receivers on trees. All you got to do is just walk over to a high school and pluck one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a factor for sure. Uh, but, but I also think, you know, he's not very experienced either. Um, you know, they basically started that one year at Florida. Um, and, you know, it, it's it, when you watched him play, it was uh, – he just wasn't he didn't look like a quarterback he looked like an athletic guy playing quarterback and you could see that there are some definite quarterback traits that you love in there and you and you can see that he's got all the 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 tools in terms of the physical tools i mean his his arms a cannon um and you know he moves really well uh, so i mean i think everything's there 
Um, but, but again, like you mentioned, he didn't have it at Florida. And, you know, if I'm Anthony Richardson, I'm probably sitting there going, great, we got no Jonathan Taylor today. I <laughs> right. mean, like, what are we doing here? Like, I thought this would be helpful for me. Um, but yeah, I think that's a factor. And, and his growth could be a lot like what Trevor's was, uh, as long as you can get him some help. Mike Duraco with us. He's from ESPN.com. Uh, it's the fan hanging out with you on this Thursday on the Pay Less Liquors Hotline. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you can just go back and, boy, you can look at year number one, and then you, you can look at the new staff arrives, uh, and you can look at the numbers year number two. Uh, you know, completion percentage up, yards up, interceptions down, touchdowns up, average of throw up, QBR up 17, uh, 18 points. The next step for Trevor Lawrence is what in your mind putting it together for a full season because if you remember last year he was not very good in the first half of the season um uh, you know especially he lost a home game to the texans i mean are you kidding me um that was an inexcusable loss he, he threw two end zone interceptions on the same play uh one against the texans one against the broncos in london uh, he just didn't look right and you know flipped the switch in the second half it all just finally started to click for him so the next step for him is to kind of play the way he played in the second half last year, all year this year, and start games fast. So you don't have to sit there and rally in the fourth quarter again. That's that's the other big thing. And you know, everyone talks about the the playoff win over the Chargers after going down twenty seven zero. But you know, they had to rally in the fourth quarter to beat the Ravens. They had to rally in the fourth quarter to beat the uh, the Raiders. Uh, rally in the fourth quarter to tie the game and force overtime against the Cowboys, where they eventually won on a pick six. So. Play consistently all year and get off to some fast starts. That'll be the next level for him. Mike Duraco is with us, ESPN.com. Again, long-time cover in that area, uh, but of the Jags here for about the past decade or so. Mike, if, I are a, if I'm a Colts fan and I'm looking at Sunday and thinking, okay, how does this game become competitive in the fourth quarter? I think an advantage the Colts should have is their D-line versus Jacksonville's offensive line am i overplaying that storyline slash no cam robinson here for the first few games of the season um no i I mean that is a concern for sure i mean walker little who will start at left tackle had a really great camp but groin injury before the final preseason game was held out as precaution not on the injury report this week so far anyway so let's see if that still bothers him um, but Ben Barch is the left guard, and he only really had about two weeks of full contact coming off a of pup after a really severe knee injury last year. So there's some concerns on that side for sure. Anton Harrison is a right tackle. Uh, the rookie, 27th overall pick, he played right tackle in college one game. Uh, found out like 20 minutes before the kickoff that he was going to have to play right tackle and did okay, but that's certainly a different beast than it is here sure, for sure in the NFL. So... Um, yeah, that would be a concern. I think the other concern uh, for the Jags or another way that this game becomes tight in the fourth quarter is if they do let Richardson get free and make a couple of plays with his legs. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean running it. Uh, you know, I've seen him at Florida. He's on the move and he flicks it and it's a 40-yard you know, throw on the rope. Uh, and that's what you can't have if you're the Jags. You can't have him free making plays like that because I think that's when he's at his best right now. Mike, maybe it's more of an indictment of the AFC South and the wideout group, but part of me is like, wow, is Calvin Ridley about to walk in and be the number one receiver in the AFC South? Uh, I guess, is he the number one receiver for Jacksonville? Yeah, without question uh, here with the Jags. And he, you know, outside of Trevor Lawrence, he was the most impressive offensive player in Campbell, uh, you know, the whole time. And, uh, you know, I think last in the final preseason game, you saw 
the kind of playmaker he can be. You know, there's questions. Two years off, it'll be 23 months between games when he plays on Sunday, 23 months between games, and that's a long, long time. Uh, but no sign of rust at all. And Trevor Lawrence getting smacked in the mouth on a blitz, held the ball as long as he could and put it up down the left sideline for Calvin Ridley to go make a play. And Ridley made a play, somehow came back, made the catch, and got both feet in. So that's the kind of playmaker he can be. And, and that just opens – when you've got that guy, it opens everything else up for Kirk and Zay Jones and or Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. All three of those guys set career highs in, in catches and yards last year. So – this offense has the potential to be exceptionally explosive, even without Ridley. Now you add a guy who is a 1,300-yard receiver two years ago or three years ago. Uh, yeah, it could really be one of the top three offenses in the league. Uh, listen, I agree with you, Mike. To me, Ridley is one of the more uh, just big stories in the NFL with that huge suspension, and he could walk right in, obviously, to Jacksonville here and have a good year. Where is he Where is he mentally not playing for two years and really kind of being the poster boy to getting in trouble with gambling and everything else with the NFL? Yeah, you know, I've talked to some people about that, asked some people about that, because that's a big concern. Sure, physically, he's you know, as good as he ever was. Uh, but the people I've spoken with said he's in a great frame of mind mentally right now. All that stuff's behind him. You know, he wrote about it in the Players' Tribune, and there was some additional stuff in addition to the gambling that sort of bothered him mentally. Um, you know, playing through an injury, finding out it was a broken foot instead of a sprain, feeling like maybe the Falcons kind of hid that from him or, you know, didn't get him the proper treatment. And then there was a break-in at his home, uh, and that messed with his head. But he's seems to be, and from what I've been told from people I've spoken with, in a great frame of mind right now and just like chomping at the bit to get this season here so he can just start playing again, which is something he's obviously missed. Okay, coming up on Sunday, it is the Colts and Jags, 1 o'clock kick, Jacksonville favored by 5 in that one. Mike, safe travels up here, and uh, we'll see you in the press box on Sunday. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks, guys. It's Mike DiRocco right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Again, a couple oddities to Sunday, Andy. We know full well, and I don't know, maybe tomorrow we should have broke out the rum chata, Mark. Tomorrow's the 10-year anniversary of the Colts' last season-opening victory. Uh, again, that was week one of 2013 against Terrell Pryor and the Raiders. I have those PBRs back there, so we, I'll, I'll put them in the freezer. We'll be ready Good. to go. Yeah, we can shot tomorrow. those in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, the other oddity is the home team in this matchup, Colts and Jags, has won 11 in a row. 11 in a row, yeah. What? what? Like, I don't think anyone considers Jacksonville or Indy the most hostile environment. Like, Jacksonville, they're more known for the pool in the arena. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you ever get in that pool? You know, Indy, it's, you know, okay, bang on these drums all day and Jack and Diane. Like, I, I don't, again, I don't consider hostile environments. So, uh, interesting to me that the home team has won 11 straight in this matchup. And if you're a Colts fan looking for a win on Sunday, we, we good sh- news. We should have asked him about that. Well, I mean, don't they usually, there's like usually guys in jean shorts or cargo shorts who are just in that disgusting pool at in Jacksonville Stadium. Isn't that right? Like, it's, there's no bathing suits. Guys just like literally leave the parking lot, hours of drinking, and then they may find themselves with painter pants or whatever. Remember the painter loop that they had in jean shorts in that damn pool? Ugh. Well, I am oh. curious when Georgia and Florida play there, do the, the world's largest cocktail party. Oh, do we I'd get? I'd love to go to that. 
Do we get the pool for that? Because oh. that could be a little interesting there. Yeah, yeah, yes, that could be. <laughs> you know. Well, you're Mr. SEC. You're going to an uh, SEC game this year. Oh, I'd love to go to that game. Tennessee, would, Georgia, baby. I would now, love to go to that game. Someone's mentioning that there was a, a dog park in Jacksonville Stadium. What? Hmm. You're allowed to have a dog in the... <laughs> Like, no offense, leave the dog at home. And these NFL games, there might be a fight or something. Especially in that Jacksonville heat. Who wants to be bringing their dogs there? Gosh, (laughs) unbelievable. Talk about desperate times to get people in the building. All right, on the other side, if you look at rookie quarterbacks and their first years in the NFL, not many have had winning records here as of late. Two have, though. We'll get into what those two quarterbacks had, and if Anthony Richardson has that here in his first season. And then in the 9 o'clock hour. Oh, boy. T-minus 15 minutes, it's boys. It's fantasy football draft time. Uh, I've got pick nine. i got six. I've got two. My team name is Mayo Plop. Yeah, I got mine's Team Sweeney. i got to come up with something. Vegemite survivors for me. <laughs> No, so who's got number one, one? Jabroni Ponies. I don't Who know. Is one that? of our listeners. All right. This is the guy in it from last year, Mark, Durant. who won it? No, he's not in there. Thank the Lord. That guy. <laughs> Derek White with the pi- <laughs> third overall pick, so hopefully his shoulder's uh, healthy enough to make oh, some picks man, coming up. I know, Derek. He's got a painkiller or something? Yesterday. He was. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you missed it earlier, Rodney Thomas the second. That'll be up on the podcast, the Colts starting free safety. And again, on the other side, what did these rookie quarterbacks have that led them to better than 500 seasons? And how does that compare to Anthony Richardson? We'll do that next. Wake up call. KB and Andy here on 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Oh, yeah, you need the uh, the NFL films guy, right? Talking about George Blanda or something. That's what I need right now. A little Joe Montana. The autumn I think, wind it, I think it's a v- video from last year, but it's resurfaced here in the last couple of days. Did you guys see the video of the, um, the uh, catcher from Sandlot uh, dancing to all the NFL themes? So yeah, like, I know what you're talking so about. So the CBS theme, the yeah. Fox theme, the NFL Network theme. That's one of my favorite videos. Is it really? I love it. What's the actor's name? I I, I can I picture I can, his face right now. Him. I can picture his face, but I can't uh, yeah. can't can't place his name. The catcher from Sandlot. Um, yeah, Google that. That's an outstanding video there. Something I wanted to bring up, Andy. Um, and again, we're going to get a little bit more fantasy football centric in the nine o'clock hour. We've got Josh Larkey from the thirty third team joining us. And uh, if you guys have any fantasy football questions for this weekend, feel free to reach out at the only Sweeney at K Bowen. 1070. Patrick Renna, by the way, is his name. Patrick Renna? Okay, there you go. Got it. And we will have our fantasy football draft coming up. We'll we'll multitask a little bit here in about five minutes. But, Andy, if you look at the past decade, um, I want to say it's 14 quarterbacks have started. 14 rookie quarterbacks have started in the opener. Only two finished with a better than 500 record. If you look at that group... 
Um, those guys have averaged five wins in a season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you take the entire group of rookie quarterbacks over the last decade, you know, expecting a five-win season is, you know, pretty much the norm. And again, that's with a couple outliers that I'll get to here. Um, two QBs with a better than 500 record in the last 10 yeah, years. Yeah, who are they? Dak Prescott and Mac Jones. Okay. Would be the two. And it's interesting to me when you go back to what they had. Because to me, there's like three lives of making a drastic move at quarterback for a franchise. You obviously have to draft them. You have to be willing to make the selection. That's one. And then once you draft, now everything shifts to development and support. And in New England and Dallas's case, in those early seasons, Mac Jones was QB with the second-ranked scoring defense in the NFL. Dak Prescott also had a top-five scoring defense in the NFL, but Dak also had borderline MVP Zeke Elliott in that first year as a 1,600-yard rusher. Des Bryant. You still had Des Bryant and Jason Witten with something left in the tank. I'm not going to act like they both were all pros. And their offensive line is considered one of the better offensive lines, right? Exactly. So when you look at those two, and again, Mack was more of the defense that New England had, but Dallas certainly had something around their quarterback. And then I look at Richardson's situation here in Indy, and I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, Anthony Richardson, you're giving him, and guys, feel free to push back, one of the worst running back rooms in the league right now? Do you know? Do you have the 10 quarterbacks? Can, can uh, I, I do not have that uh, okay. list. Well, I was about to say, because you could. I can think of the rosters. I mean, Dak is, you know, Dak was picked in, what, the sixth, uh, Four, the, the fourth, fourth, fifth round, round whatever yeah. it was, and he only got in there because Tony Romo got injured. I mean, he, he was going to sit and not play. He's just unlike Anthony Richardson, that Dak Prescott went to a good team that already had a franchise quarterback, yes, on the back end. You know, Anthony Richardson, and if you, if you go Trevor Lawrence and a bunch of other, uh, you know, a bunch of other these guys, you know, they, they they didn't have, you know, they're going to bad teams, yeah, right? And, and Mac w- Jones was taken later in the first round. What I'm getting to is just your overall support and what the Colts are asking from Richardson. It's like you're asking him in his rookie season to work with one of the worst running back rooms in the league considering no all the chaos. You're asking him to work with a bottom quartile wide receiver unit. I, I have some curiosity about the tight ends and some intrigue there. But again, that is still a very inexperienced, unproven room. Mo Cox would be the only one. And then you get to the offensive line, you're hoping for this resurrection with this group and those guys to get back to normal, if you will. And the depth of that group is very young. That's where it's like, you talk about how much you're putting on your young quarterback's plate. You're putting a ton, a ton on his plate, more so than... I think you could argue any of those QBs that you've had over Without the past a doubt. decade or so. And I said to Mike DiRocco just a few minutes ago when he had him on who covers the Jacks, Jacksonville then made a drastic change from year one to year two. You know, will the Colts have to encounter something similar? Obviously, it won't be a head coach. At least, you know, you you wouldn't think so. But you know, Jacksonville totally reshaped their wide receiver room. They brought in Evan Ingram. You know, do the Colts feel the need to have they fired to, their coach to to have to do that? So, yeah. um, it, it's just another reminder to me of how much you are lacking in the overall support. If the Colts are going to create things offensively on Sunday afternoon. Oh my gosh, almost all of it's quarterback driven. I don't see a wideout all of a sudden giving you like 
those moments of I'm going to take a game over and just throw it in my stratosphere and I'm going to make those plays. I don't see a tight end giving you tons of stuff after the catch unless you scheme it up. And of course, running back wise, um, I don't see big play potential within that room. If you're going to create the playmaking, it's got to come from number four or they, number number five. They they are who is number four on the team, by the way. Uh, Sam, Slam and Sammy, right? <laughs> is that who it is? Yeah, I was, try, I was trying to think. People, huh? Is he going to play? No, listen. I it, it feels like that they are, you know, that that they are with their quarterback at the very beginning. That they are in a in a marriage and they don't have much money and they're living in a one bedroom apartment, right? Does that not feel what the Colts are? Dak Prescott entered a situation. I mean, this is the only it was, you know, when I was doing and, and when I was following Lamar Jackson for instance, Lamar falling in the draft was a big conversation piece, KB. Obviously, remember the scrutiny that he received in the entire evaluation process, but he went to the freaking Baltimore Ravens, man. Who are, if not, I mean, they're one of the top, what, three most stable franchises in the NFL. They're always there. Look at the injuries and the issues they had last year. And they were still, what, a playoff team? I mean, they were still a team. That was my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, I I mean, come on. Yeah, but if they have Lamar Jackson, they're easily in the playoffs. And this year, I mean, I expect them. Dallas was my Super Bowl pick. Ugh, you and and these Cowboys. We'll have to talk about that off the air. But I I don't know. Do we have to make Super Bowl picks? Yeah, I mean, tomorrow we got a a Super Bowl picks. Who's going to win conferences? what the Colts record's going to be and everything. Don't we have to do that? Isn't that what sports radio does the yeah. Friday before game one? I don't know. Friday we've got picks, 90 maybe. seconds before this draft. We might want to throw yeah, we, a break. Yeah, we might need to do that. Yeah, Mark, again, you got you to multitask. I mean, we Mark, are. We Mark, are, you know bro. who you're taking number two, right? You're taking either Jefferson or Chase, whoever's there, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, well, there Probably. you go. Mark, really just stress <laughs> it over the number. Try having the ninth pick, Mark. Mm-hmm. Well, you get it's coming right. You get. I'd rather be the ninth than the second, quite honestly, because everybody else gets like two I players. I actually agree with him. Yeah, someone's not going to show up in this draft. The and they're gonna, guy they're who's got the us. first overall pick isn't there. Duran, oh, get in come here. On, what are you man. doing, Duran? Just auto pick it. Got for money him. on the line here. Uh, we'll do some fantasy football <laughs> coming up here in the nine o'clock hour. It's a wake up call with KB and Andy, 93.5, I thought I thought it was going to build. There it is. I was going to say. I was about to say. I don't want that beat drop, man. I know. I was scared. I feel like Mark's at a bachelor party in Vegas right now. I got the glow sticks going. The lights are just blinding here. I was just told to, uh, someone just told me to F off in our fantasy football league You took league Nick draft. Chubb. How dare you take Nick Chubb right ahead of whoever. I spoiled Carl's plan here. Sorry, Carl. Uh, wake up call hanging out with you, KB I mean, we got a full house except for Durand, who had the number one overall pick in his auto-drafting at the moment. Well, thank God uh, that, <laughs> that that at least his picks will be quick, right? It's not like a two-minute thing where we're going to have to sit here and We have 30 seconds anyway. Wait. 30 seconds between picks, uh, so we're for, flying through. Yeah, this is going to be difficult to pay attention to. I didn't think it would, and now that it's 9.03, uh, we are drafting. We, you don't care about our fantasy teams, but we will tell you about them. Uh, real quick, join the fan on Wednesday, September 20th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. for the Radio 1 and Martin University Career Fair. Uh, get your foot in the door right now. Have your resume reviewed by HR professionals and get a free headshot all Saturday or excuse me, September 20th from 10 to 4 at Martin University. For more details, head to 
1075thefan.com. I was going to intro something, KB, but I can't. I'm picking in like 40 seconds. <laughs> Kevin was on the clock, and I'm watching the clock go down. Like, come on, Kev. <laughs> Who did you take? Uh, I went Derrick Henry. Uh, I decided to go running back, running back early. I don't love yeah. that, but uh, I'll, I'll yeah. wait on some of these whiteouts. Old, old, run, old running back. Boy, you're not Chris Ballard. You and you and Ballard don't feel the same about uh, you know that position. Interesting. Something that I did want to get into a little bit Colts-related. Um, again, non-Anthony Richardson centric, non-Jonathan Taylor centric. Like Andy, again, I, th- I thought you brought up a great point earlier in the week of, you know, you can look at this Colts season with different microscopes, different critical eyes. You know, the Richardson evaluation um, is different than the you know Shaquille Leonard mm-hmm. evaluation or the and, offensive line. Yeah. yeah, certainly the offensive line. And there are two guys in this season that, when we talk about support and development for your young quarterback. Two guys that are just so freaking critical to that support system for Anthony Richardson moving forward. And that would be Quiddy Pay at defensive end heading into year three. And that would be Bernard Ryman mm-hmm. at left tackle heading into year two. Um, you know, when you think back to the Manning era and what Tarek Glenn meant and what Dwight Freeney into Robert Mathis meant, and you think back to the Andrew Luck era, what Costanzo meant, and then on the flip side of it, what the lack of a pass rusher meant. And that was a huge reason why I don't think you had enough around Andrew Luck to push into more than one AFC championship um, sort of appearance. And obviously there were other factors that played into that. But you know, when you look at an NFL roster to me, Andy, in some way it's quarterback, it's wide out, it's left tackle, it's defensive end, and it's corner. And if you can cross two of those positions off the list with current guys on your roster, now all of a sudden you enter future drafts and you don't feel the need to have to take a left tackle. You don't feel the need to have to take a pass rusher or how are we going to finally hit on a position that Chris Ballard has struck out on quite a few times with second and third round picks in his tenure. So those two guys... Yes, the Richardson storyline obviously is going to dominate this season. But Andy, if you can get to January 15th and we start the offseason and we're sitting here saying, man, I, I think Quiddy Pay took a big step forward. I think he's a legit double-digit sack guy. And you can say to Bernard Ryman, man, that dude did a really nice job this past season. He is the blindside future of Anthony Richardson. That, to me, are just... That storyline, those pillar trench positions, pay it end, rhyme at left tackle, I cannot stress enough. I'm on the clock right now. Sorry. How, Here we go. I'm how listening. How huge that is. <laughs> I'm li- Someone took Jamar Gibbs right in front of me. Come on. How huge that is for Anthony Richardson in his development. Yeah. I, you know, what's interesting is I feel like Ryman is a guy that... He's. I feel like this week we've mentioned him, his name more so than the previous couple weeks that we've been doing the show together. Is that fair? And it's probably because, A, it's game week and B, the Jonathan Taylor stuff. Once we figured out, okay, last week he's going to be missing the first four games and we know that you know we'll wait a month and the drama will be back with JT and everything else. I, I'm, I'm with you. Listen, I, to me, we talk about, we know if you believe the Colts, even if you think it's a five or six win, like there's always really good. Go look at mock drafts. There's a ton of offensive linemen, I feel like, in this draft, right? And the conversation could be, do you go get a weapon for Anthony Richardson or do you go get 
an offensive lineman. Don't you feel that way? And the offensive line, to me, is is now, once we're through the Jonathan Taylor stuff, to me, the offensive line in that conversation goes to number one. Are you on the clock right now? Uh, no, I got a couple okay. more. So I, I think it, it also is this, Andy. Like, can you get to a point as a franchise where you're entering draft and best player available? Yes, exactly. Falls more into the central thought, whereas you don't have to force picks. Right. You know, I, I said this about the April draft with Ballard. I thought something that stood out was I thought for the first time in a while, Ballard spent the premium picks on premium positions. I mean, look, look at the first four picks: quarterback, cornerback, corner, corner, right, wide receiver. And then offensive tackle. I mean, those are, to me, that's four of the five biggest. That's where I think the focus has got to be in the draft. Because we've talked about this before with Jonathan Taylor being a second rounder here. Um, I'm going to take Alvin Kamara, by the way. You guys think this is crazy what I've done so far? Uh, He's missing, what, the first four games? I've gone Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, T. Higgins, and Alvin Kamara. (laughs) That's not bad. (laughs) Three games, right? It's just three, three, It's three games. Is it just three games? Uh Yeah, that's fine. I'll figure out wide out. Man, he he beat that guy up in Vegas, man. Did you see that guy's face? I know, that was some ugly, ugly. (laughs) I know, I should check the moral compass of my fantasy. Well, no, no, you don't have to do that. I'm just thinking, don't fight an NFL player. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> that is a cool. Yeah. Just, just, Max just Bowen, don't fight NFL players. Max Bowen, in your don't life here. don't fight an NFL player. If you're out at uh, you know whatever restaurant bar, you is know Tiki Bob still around or did it finally <laughs> shut God, down? Tiki Bob. The, the joke was always you never know who is an MMA fighter. Yeah, but I'll, I'll go back to again when you're drafting Taylor in the second round. To me, second round picks are pillar guys, six, eight, ten-year players for your franchise. Uh, those are the premium positions, the guys that you want to extend, the guys that impact the game in the most ways and from a quantity standpoint as well. So uh, that's where I think if you can get – and I probably feel better about Ryman than I do pay um, – to me, Quiddy Pay had all these eye-popping testing combine numbers mm-hmm. at Michigan's Pro Day. I didn't see the production at Michigan, and I haven't seen the full kind of, oh, dude, that is a freak athlete. You know, that's that's the dude that just consistently comes off the edge, and he's flying there, and he creates all this havoc with his speed. I, I think he's more of power and effort. Um, and you could probably throw Dio Dangbo into the Quiddy Pay boat. Same draft class. His contract situation's a little different being a second-round pick. He's in year three of a four-year deal, and again, he came off the torn Achilles. But those are guys that, again, if you are able to hit on them, that lessens the need when the draft rolls around of, oh, yeah, we got to get one of those premium position guys for Anthony Richardson. Uh, wake up call hanging out with you. Reminder coming up in about 20 minutes. Josh Larkey will join us. Uh, any of those fantasy football questions, get them in. Whether it be, what do you do tonight? Do you play Kadarius Tony? What about you know Kelsey? Do you sit some of these guys who might be on a snap count and everything else? Uh, can I ask you a question with Anthony Richardson? I was going to maybe do this tomorrow. Uh, and I, listen, I agree with everything you're saying. Be, you know, the Colts being able to get into this position, and we mentioned, you know, if you're high up, you know, trading and those sorts of things getting help for Anthony Richardson in this you know th- you know how many offensive line spots do you feel like you can cross off at the end of the year how many guys who are corners KB do you feel like you can cross off and say hey right. these are right. future guys that is a premium position they obviously put in a high pick this year uh, for a corner as well which which I totally understand I think Ballard um, you know went after and got those premium positions the reason why I, I didn't go corner just yet Sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. just that, again, pay, we're two years into it, and after this season, you've got a decision to make on him. For first-round picks, the fifth-year team option, 
is a big deal. You have to make right. that decision after year three. Well, you saw so that that's with, where, again, time's ticking a little. Ryman, this is at the end of the season, he's halfway through his rookie right. deal. Whereas some of the young corners, it's just a little bit of a different. And maybe there's just more of them. You know, when you think pass rusher and you think left tackle, uh, there's just not as many of them, which is probably more the nature of the position. Yeah, I mean, you look at the fifth year deal, what Chase Young didn't have his picked up by Washington, the Giants didn't pick up, and then they had to pay Daniel Jones uh, on the, the same way. What do you think? And I mean this in in a positive way. And I'm on the clock, so I'm going to intro this and, and throw it to you. That Richardson is one of the main talking points of the NFL after week one. Oh, I, I think he will be one of the main talking points after every single game at, at some capacity. Because, again, he gets grouped in with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So no matter what happens with that trio... All of them are just, they're one sentence away from being mentioned. Uh, obviously, it, it's, it's next week, right? Is that the first Bryce Young? Or that's the first C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson matchup? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, week two. You know, you'll you'll see Bryce Young there in November as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when Richardson, the thing about Richardson that, that will be interesting to watch from a national standpoint, Andy, Richardson's a great Twitter quarterback. He's a great Instagram quarterback. Like, there were times in yeah, training I know what camp you mean. Yeah. where the flick of the wrist of an indoor practice yeah. and a 60-yard completion to Alec Pierce almost broke social media. But if you were in the building and you watched that practice, that was the only big play he made, and he was whatever, 4 of 11 on the afternoon. So, again, it's that balance of enough singles have the big plays yeah, to, I, I just, to combat that. You know, we, we've talked about, you know, we've been... We've been probably down on the win-loss wise, but but I feel like you know there's a chance, there's a chance that it's in the middle. There's a chance that Anthony Richardson struggles, and that would be a conversation. Hey, listen, the Colts, it's going to take some time, and it's kind of some of the storylines that we've talked about could come to fruition. I mean, the other side of this is he makes two or three runs, the flick of the wrist, and he throws it, and Josh down, you know, Josh Downs is downfield, and suddenly it's a 55-yard touchdown, and the Colts are in the game. Maybe they win the game, or it's a very close game at the end, and Jacksonville, who people think could make a run again, you know, AFC championship or something like that. I mean, there is a chance that that Anthony Richardson, when everyone's, you know, talking about the games on Monday and Sunday night and Chris Berman's is Chris Berman still do the prime time? Isn't that on only on the ESPN app, I, I think? I was gonna say I feel like Dude, they, I love that they, so much. I loved him so much. They brought him back. I, I know. By we, the way, we Jonathan Taylor just got picked in the fantasy league. Uh T Y Beanie Babies took him. Round five. Interesting. Where has Taylor been going? I thought I saw round seven. I think that's about right. I think that's about right. Anywhere five, six, right? So you know you're not getting them for four games. I mean, it's a gamble. Yeah, it's a total gamble. No, that that might be. That's a little. That's a little rich for me. Pick you're saying? I think it's a tad (laughs) early. There's a couple of running backs I would have taken before him for sure that are still available. I mean, yeah, he's not playing the first four games. I don't think he's all of a sudden going to be spry out there week five having twenty care. What was the Kyle Shanahan quote about? Nick Bosa playing? I mean, unless he shows up with the beer belly tomorrow, he's going to be out there. <laughs> Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin. What would you do? Oh, man. Oh, I'm asking man. my competitors in the league. I, for I, I, I'd probably advice. go McLaurin. I like Mike I just Williams. Hate, he just disappears some weeks. You might want to draft a quarterback at some point. I just point hate the go. quarterback situation there. Yeah, I reach for Justin Fields. I don't know why. He's going to be the MVP. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know what? I took the MVP. Who'd you take? Mike Williams? I I was told not to pick a quarterback. 
You guys are by, all about by going who? early for for. for well, I mean, you're gonna, not going early, but when you start seeing what the other prospects are sitting around, you're like, maybe I should take one. A mark over here, Bill Pulley and me through this draft. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> you know, you do you, I'll do me, and let's yeah, add them up. That's at the right. End of the year. You do you, I'll do me. I thought I had a respectable season last year in the fantasy league. Uh, again, I'm a terrible fantasy football player. Full ha- hand raised. It's okay. It's okay, you know. Some of us are some of us are GMs. You know, what is can Michael I say? Pittman a starter in fantasy? Uh, He's like a third, fourth option. Yeah. I would say, like a flex guy, maybe. Gosh, think about that. I'm you're, taking you're, a bunch of running backs. I got to stop doing this. Your number one wideout isn't a definite start guy. In that man, that's uh, gosh. I don't know what that says about your. Operation here. Again, Josh Larkey from the 33rd team. He's going to join us here in about 15 minutes. We'll ask him some fantasy football-related questions headed into week one. We'll probably push the pop quiz to the end. I haven't looked at the questions today. Are there any 1930, you know, I haven't looked, baseball but questions you, uh, that are out there? Breaking news, I would say yes <laughs> on that end. Um, again, yesterday, Colts injury report. All 53 guys practice. Zach Moss and a little bit of like a... I don't know, a wrap. I, I didn't get, obviously, that close to him, so I don't know how what the padding necessarily looks like. Uh, but he had something on that broken arm of him. Uh, was not in a red jersey, so, I mean, that would lend you to believe that contact was certainly allowed for him at practice. It was the first time he's been out there in over a month. Still not ready to say. He's definitely going to be out there on Sunday. We'll see how the rest of the week um, goes for him, but I think what yesterday was, Andy, at the very least, it was an indicator of Zach Moss is going to play, if not on Sunday, he'll certainly Soon. play in week two, and how much of that is impacting no veteran running back move by the Colts? Uh, Shaq Leonard or Zach Moss? Who pl- who plays first? Who plays, and if they both play on Sunday, who plays more? You going with Shaq on that one? I would go with Shaquille Leonard plays Sunday. Zach Moss, I'm still iffy on. Again, when Shaq is out there, though, I think, and this is a change from his career, really. His career has been, that dude plays every snap. And and this goes back to our earlier conversation. You're paying him $20 million, right. right? You don't pay $20 million guys just to be in there and subbing out every third series. I do think EJ Speed is going to spell him a little bit more than we're used to with Leonard. So, uh, this gets into our bigger conversation we had earlier in the show of, will Leonard show this season that he's worth the $20 million guy? I, I'm skeptical of it, um, but that's a storyline to watch. So I, I think with concussions, it's so hard. But the fact that he practiced yesterday without a red jersey on, usually guys with concussions that are seemingly near the end of the protocol and they, again, practice uh, this early in the week with that, I tend to think he's going to be out there on Sunday and and, and playing. All right, so I just took George Pickens in the seventh round. He's another Instagram he, guy. He's my guy. Now I took Deontay he's my Johnson, guy. so I want your guy not to have as yeah. many targets as my guy. Well, your guy, your guy gets a lot of targets. He just never scores a touchdown. <laughs> like like You're literally, right. didn't Deontay Johnson not I have a touchdown know. last year? Yeah. I, I well, did. Scotty's rolling in with his all Lions gear today. How about that? Is that a Charlie Batch jersey, Scotty? Is that a Scott Mitchell jersey? No. Who do we have there? <laughs> Who is it? Who's number nine? Turn around. Who's number nine? Is it personalized? It is a, it is a um, preseason kicker. 
It's a preseason kicker. Andrews. Oh, I remember him. Oh, uh, yeah. He booted that 42-yarder to beat the Bears in a big preseason game. Oh, don't play divisions man. in preseason games, Kev. If you guys are in multiple leagues. How dare you think yeah, that? Yeah, sorry about that. If you guys are in multiple leagues, do you tend to yeah. pick the same players? No, no I, I pick different. No, really? I'm, I'm picking different in this one simply because of it. And Absolutely. then it happens where you're like the same guys are playing each other. Yeah. And you're like, Come on, oh, do yeah. well, but not too well. But Oh, yeah, no. But it, I guess you're spreading your chips out. Yeah, right? but you also get to a point that anytime anyone scores a touchdown, it's helping or hurting you, <laughs> which is kind of where I get to uh, eventually every single season in the NFL where someone scores a touchdown. And it's really good for me in one league and really bad in another. Do you look at when you're drafting on ESPN and you click on their analysis and their analysis is down on a player? For instance, the, the analysis for George Pickens is he may not put it all together. I wouldn't play him week one, and I just took him in round six. Seven. Yeah, so I'm I'm poo-pooing the ESPN fantasy yeah. advice, basically. Taking a flyer. Yeah. Do you well, do you care about the ESPN fantasy advice? Oh, Michael Pittman off the board. I, I don't. And what what oh, round this guy's are we a homer. This is the, yeah. This guy took Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. Yeah. This guy. This Beanie oh. Babies guy. Is it a woman or is it a man? Uh, What's the Beanie know. Babies? I mean, that was you a. Never know. Remember the Beanie Babies craze? Oh, oh I still have yeah. some at my parents' house. They're going to be worth <laughs> millions. I'm hoping Maddie has them, and we can we can retire early. Uh, who's whose beanie babies are they? Were they yours? They were mine. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Back in the day, yeah. You, you had beanie babies, Mark? Yes, it was like what? Really? 11 years old, 10 years old? I don't know. When was the beanie baby craze? Sky Moore, is he worth the pick? No. Someone just took Jared Goff. I'm going to take Tua. Yeah, I mean that's better than Someone took Jared Goff. Well, watch Jared Goff ball out. Yeah, well, you know. They want to have rooting interest for tonight. Again, if you've got any week one fantasy football questions, send them our way. At the only Sweeney on Twitter. At KBowen1070 on Twitter. We're going to have Josh Larkey from the 33rd team join us here in a few minutes to preview week one in the fantasy football world. Uh, should we do a morning check down here? I can lead us off, Andy. Yeah, why don't you lead us off because I'm on the clock right now. I know who the I want. The morning anyway. check down. Omaha! On 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Jahan Dotson pick from Andy Swinney. You like Penn that? Penn State finest right there. Uh, let's actually start with college football. Uh, IU and Purdue back in action here in week two. Indiana's got Indiana State, who got shut out in week one. That is a 7 o'clock kick tomorrow night. So, Scotty, our coverage Ooh. begins at, what is it, 6 for Indiana to Indiana State over on WIBC? Uh, and then Purdue is a noon kickoff. That is at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech beat Old Dominion in week one. Vatek is a three-point favorite in that one. Uh, Notre Dame, seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at NC State. And Ball State is getting 42-and-a-half against Georgia. (laughs) Man, I need to watch Georgia. I didn't watch him any week one. How much money is Ball State getting in that game? Is that like a million-dollar guarantee game? Oh, it better be. I'm asking that in all seriousness. No, I mean, it better be. Yeah, several hundreds of uh, thousands of dollars. If Ball State won the game, that would be the big thing they'd show on ESPN. You know, this team traveled whatever to go. You know, who did uh, who did Boston College lose to this weekend? Whoever Boston College, well, I don't know if it was Northern Illinois. I can't yeah, remember. I, think I mean, was. they got paid, you know, half half, half mil at least. Did I see not more? Trump's going to the Iowa-Iowa State oh, game? Oh, yeah. Well, that's his punishment. Can we get him as all-time quarterback in that game? How that, great would that be? That's his punishment. It's like, well, you know, with with uh, with all the indictments, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make you go to an Iowa football game. 
<laughs> you guys see the fake Dabo Sweeney clip about Brian Ferentz that was going around? Oh, no. It was a fake Dabo saying after the game, you know when our <laughs> offense is being compared to Brian Ferentz in Iowa, <laughs> I love we've that. got some issues here. Uh, Texas, Alabama, that's the marquee. Oh, that's, that's the big one, man. In week two. Yeah, you can go to me. Uh, I'm getting ready to pick again. Reds losers, 8-4. <laughs> They're a half game back. Uh, Indians back in action tonight. The uh, What time? 6.35, I believe. They have the Mud Hens of Toledo. You a big Mud Hens fan? Uh, I can't say I'm a big Mud Hens. Someone took Traylon Burks right in front of me. Uh, Tonight in the NFL, it is Kansas City and Detroit right now. We're doing our Fantasy Football League draft, in case you're wondering about the random uh, moments of emotion here throughout the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, Four and a half points. That's where the line has shifted with Travis Kelsey. He will work out this morning. We'll see if he can give it a go tonight. It was a six and a half line earlier in the week. Down to four and a half, though. Chiefs and Lions, that is an 8-20 kick to get things. Got some YouTube comments that want some fantasy questions answered as well. Oh, oh nice. What do they have? Okay. Perfect. We will definitely do that here. In. Coming up. Uh, all right, let's do that next. Josh Larkey, 33rd team. We'll talk some fantasy football on the other side. All right, I'm... Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Right now, and we're hosting radio. KB, you want to take over? Yeah, I gotta figure. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out who I'm gonna take here. Um, Josh Larkin, ten from seconds. The thirty third team. We had him on a few weeks ago. I feel like Josh is gonna. He will appreciate us doing a fantasy draft mid show. Josh, do you have some respect for that, please? Oh, please. absolutely. The, you, you guys are my people. I, I'm very. I feel very welcome here. So I, I'm ready for. for for, t- for today's segment. Okay, let's throw a, a listener question to get you started here, and this is in relation to tonight. Obviously, when inactives come out, you can probably hold off on it, but Jim wants to know Travis Kelsey or Sky Moore for tonight. Assuming Travis Kelsey plays, I would start Travis Kelsey over Sky Moore. I actually don't necessarily think... That, that, that Travis Kelsey is definitely outscoring Sky Moore. 
given the hyperextended knee. However, Travis Kelsey has the, the special skill that we all love. He's tight end eligible. And you just don't need as many points in the tight end slot. So even if I think Kelsey might be a little hobbled if he plays, that, that is my preferred option, throwing him right into the tight end slot. If he doesn't play, if Kelsey doesn't play, it then opens up, you know, uh, wide receivers to be more part of the receiving effort there in Kansas City. Kadarius Tony is always injured, could be on a pitch count. You, you throw him out there, maybe if you're in a deeper league or you leave him alone altogether. And again, this is if Travis Kelsey does not play. If Travis Kelsey sits, the, the two Chiefs receiving players that I'm comfortable starting no matter what would be Sky Moore, full-time slot player. We saw Juju have 78 catches, over 900 yards last year. The only reason we didn't love Juju in fantasy last year, he only scored three times. I think that's not going to happen with another full season of a slot receiver attached to Mahomes. So I really like Sky Moore. The other guy I would definitely start would be Noah Gray. Okay, He would essentially be Travis Kelsey's backup. Noah Gray is actually a, a fairly athletic young tight end. And he, he, he's flashed at times on the field. I don't think he's giving you Travis Kelsey numbers, but the, this team is so dependent on that player that, that I think he can get you five for 50, which is generally a pretty good day at tight end. Josh, Darius, Tony, go ahead, I, sorry. I, I would, this is a tough one. I, in a deeper league, I would just throw him out there because we know that he's got a pretty massive upside given that anytime he's on the field, the Chiefs feature him. He's heavily targeted. They like him at the goal line mm-hmm. with, with different uh, run plays, little little like interesting wrinkles that they'll do with him. But I'd say that he, if you're not of the faint of heart and you're in just a, a typical 12-team league with one flex, I wouldn't put him in that flex spot. Josh, here in week one, any like good defensive matchups in particular you, you like? I know there are some leagues out there where you know you have teams that literally just pluck off the waiver wire week in and week out for their defense. I don't know if that's the best method, but A, do you agree with that method? B, any defensive matchups that you like in particular? That's usually the, the method I go with. So I assume at this point that no one's living in the Stone Age. and We all know that the Cardinals are tanking. <laughs> and assuming that we all know that, the Commanders are a great Week 1 play. But unfortunately, your league mates probably know that, so you want something a little deeper. Uh, I've got a couple options. One of them is the Seahawks. I actually picked them up off waivers yesterday in one of my leagues. The Seahawks face the Rams. The Rams have a bad offensive line. They could get dominated in the trenches all game. And Cooper Cup has been ruled out. I am going to bet against Stafford when he is throwing to Van Jefferson, Puka Nakua, uh, Tyler Higby. It is a 2-2 Atwell. It's a motley crew there. Seahawks are teed up to smash. And then one more name for the, the deep, deep leagues. If you're like, Josh, my, my waiver wire is barren. I, I would roll out the Falcons. The, the Falcons were a bad defense last year. They fortified several position groups in the offseason with free agency and the draft. And they face the Carolina Panthers, which means Bryce Young's first NFL game. I am going to bet against a rookie quarterback in his first NFL game when he doesn't have very good pass-catching weapons like Bryce Young. So the Falcons, if you're in a pinch, 
will work this week. Josh Larkey with us. I, you know, this is kind of a two-parter. You have your week one rankings up there at the 33rd team. Love the stuff, by the way. Whether it be week one rankings uh, or obviously people drafting like we are right now or have been drafting the last few days, what are the prevalent question or questions that are coming to you that people uh, seem to have as we head into this NFL season? One of the big ones is it's so many start sets cross positionally. So people will basically be like, I've got a running back that I like, and I've got a receiver that I like. And what I generally like to say is if you're in a league that's PPR, where you get a full point per reception, and you're on the fence about two options, just lean towards the receiver. If you're in a standard league, leading towards the running back. And then half PPR, you can just be filled with anxiety. Because I wouldn't say that there's any easy system cross-positionally when sometimes you're like, oh, man, these, these two guys both look pretty good. So I would say that in general, don't stress too much about start sets. Generally, those, those are going to even out in the long run. I think a lot of people assume that every single uh, pick they make will be wrong. You could also then <laughs> That's UKB. Usually you're going to get half right and half wrong. So I, I don't think people should actually worry quite as much about those start sets. But every Sunday morning, I do answer about 100 start sets for the people. So I'll do it anyway, even if I don't believe in it. Oh, it's grueling. No, the, the start set is grueling. Okay, this is just selfish because we were talking during the break, or maybe it was even on air. KB goes, do I take Cole Komet? He sat there for 30 seconds. Our clock is 30 seconds, Josh. And he goes, do I take Cole Komet? I took Komet? Dalton Schultz over so, him. So he did not take Cole Komet. So a round or two later, I did as my backup tight end. You have him 20th. Is this the breakout year for Cole Komet? Unfortunately for you, I, I don't believe this is oh, Cole sorry, Mark. breakout year. Yeah. I, I like to think that Cole Komet's a good NFL tight end. I, I would not say he's a great one. I believe that his volume the past two years has been a product of nobody else being there. We we should have a healthy uh, Darnell Mooney, a healthy Chase Claypool. DJ Moore is now in town. There's a good chance Cole Komet's the fourth option in an offense led by Justin Fields, which won't be passing very much. So I, I'm open to being wrong on opening day, and then all of a sudden we go, wow, Cole Komet's there. They're, they're number two target. This looks great. I, I would lean towards... Part of why he got paid is that he's a good all-purpose tight end. He does the blocking. I, I don't think this is going to be a guy we want to start each week. But I, I'm open to week one and being wrong on that. Personally, would not have taken it. <laughs> Again, Josh Larkin's with us here from the 33rd team. Adam on a few weeks ago. Great fantasy insight from him as we get you set for tonight's season opener and obviously week one coming up this weekend. I know you don't love the start sits, but we did have a um, listener chime in wanting to know Michael Pittman Jr. or Mike Evans? So the answer there, and just in general, I guess how you view Pittman, because I think unquestionably he's the number one wide out here, but we just had a fantasy draft, and even in a you know homer market like this, I don't think he went until round eight. I would lean Mike Evans here, and I say lean because I have them only four spots apart in my rankings. And uh, one, one thing that I think everyone needs to be aware of is that someone like myself, even though I do this full time, I do not have the script. I do not know how these NFL games are going to go. So I can, I can prognosticate. I will not always be right. But I, I do prefer Mike Evans, and I'll, I'll kind of lay out why. So Mike Evans, just in general, has a better track record than Michael Pittman. 
and Mike Evans. Yeah, we don't love the quarterback in Baker Mayfield, but he's a professional quarterback. The, the former first overall pick. He's played in the league for half a decade. And Mike Evans gets the Vikings. The, the Vikings, just like last year, should be one of the bottom five, bottom ten pass defenses. That, to me, is something that I'd really like to lean in on. I, I believe the, the Buccaneers are going to have to pass. It's a narrow, narrow target tree. It's just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. There's not really like a, a third receiver knocking on the door there. And then with the Colts, I, like I said earlier, where we're, we're playing the Falcons defense to attack Bryce Young's first NFL game. In Anthony Richardson's first NFL game, I have to imagine the game plan is going to be simple. And usually a very simple game plan is not going to benefit the pass catchers. I, I think Michael Pittman leads the team in targets. I think that could end up being six targets, four catches, 50 yards. So I'm just a little bit less optimistic about the, this Colts team that's going to be dealing with a Jaguars defense that's not great, but they do have a ton of speed. And I think that that could actually be a problem for the Colts who are kind of built around the speed and athleticism of new quarterback Anthony Richardson. Josh Larkey joins us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. It's the fan on a Thursday. couple more. Uh, you have Calvin Ridley at 14. We've talked about him. Obviously, the matchup with that young defense, that young defensive backfield uh, with the Colts. He's also been out damn near two years. He moves in, though, uh, wide receiver number one in Jacksonville. What do you make of him? You have him 14th, so that's pretty high. And then, like, and this is, listen, guys, this is selfish. I have Raheem Mostert, and he's probably a bench player. But with Jeff Wilson Jr. injured uh, there, uh, is is Mostert a, a must start? You have him 16th. What do you do with uh, that? You know that that backfield there in Miami. Yeah, so with Ridley, I put him wide receiver 14. I'm basically telling you that no matter how your roster is constructed, you should be starting this guy in Week One. I'm, I'm not too concerned about the two year layoff. Receiver is an easier position than something like quarterback. So Ridley, uh, not super concerned. You should start him. If we move to Mostert, I do have him RB16. He faces the Chargers. Last year, the Chargers were the worst run defense in the NFL. They allowed 5.6. That is not made up. They allowed 5.6 yards per carry to running backs last year. Do I think they're going to be quite that bad? Absolutely not. That was borderline historic. Do I think they're still one of the worst run defenses? Yes. The, the Chargers have kind of set up their, their team from a personnel perspective to be very good against the pass. And they're still kind of inviting teams to run the ball. And when we look at Miami, it's it's really just Raheem Mostert that's in line for carries. Yeah. The, the rookie, Devon Achain, is a pass catcher. He's extremely undersized. He had an AC joint sprain in the preseason, so he's barely practiced the past month. And then the next running back on the depth chart is Salvin Ahmed. Salvin Ahmed does not fit what the Dolphins want to do. The Dolphins want to beat you with speed on the ground. That is why they have former sprinter from college, Raheem Mostert. Former sprinter from college, the rookie Devon Aching, Salvan Ahmed ran a four six two forty time, which is incredibly below average at the running back position. Hard for me to see him getting too much work when he really just doesn't fit what they're trying to do. I, I think Raheem Mostert's going to give you fifteen carries, two three targets, and be one of the more used running backs for week one. All right, Josh, last one from me. And again, listener Drew has chimed in here with a running back one. Um, Jamal Williams in a new home, Brees Hall with the Jets, or Dalvin Cook with the Jets? That's a great question. I I have Jamal Williams comfortably ahead of the Jets duo. 
And it's kind of because I'm not quite sure how the Jets' workload is going to shake out. But I'll tell you this. Jamal Williams is going to get almost all the carries in New Orleans. Alvin Kamara suspended these first three weeks. The rookie Kendra Miller has dealt with two knee springs. That is not a, a player that I'm interested in. I, he might not even play in week one. I, I really don't even know who else is there at this point. It's Jamal Williams going to be kind of gift-wrapped 20 touches in this game. And the uncertainty with how the Bruce hall Dalvin cook split goes, especially when it's also kind of a tough matchup with Buffalo, then I'm just going to lean into the, to the volume. And we're, we're going with Jamal Williams for week one. All right, last one for me. We'll get you out of here. Josh Larkey, again, the 33rd team. Go check out his rankings. Uh, you know, it's not behind a paywall. You can go check out his information, and it's some great stuff. And this may not be for the season, but let's just say week one because by now everybody basically has their drafts finished. We're the last one sitting here at 942 on a Thursday uh, as, a, as the NFL season begins. Who's the most overrated, uh, you know, overdrafted player drafted too high player maybe right now that you've pegged for this season oh goodness uh the people they they never like the answers because it always feels like a direct attack to, at the team that took them i will go with Devonte adams Devonte adams has been excellent mm. he's always been excellent except he has the worst quarterback of his career in jimmy garoppolo some people might say i think jimmy garoppolo had some decent stats with the 49ers well, he actually had worse stats than what Brock Purdy did last year. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the last round of last year's draft. Shows up out of nowhere and puts up numbers because the quarterback scheme with the 49ers is so, so friendly. I think Jimmy Garoppolo behind a shaky offensive line where he's not throwing to all these yards after catch monsters like Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I think Jimmy struggles, and I think Devontae Adams, who's now in his 30s, mm-hmm. is going to be kind of the the big guy that, that, that suffers here, where last year the only reason he got there in fantasy is he had 180 targets. He only caught 55%. I, I think he once again catches about 55% of his targets. They're, I think they're pretty inaccurate. And I think the, the volume in general just comes – crashing down so Devonta Adams looks like a fringe wide receiver one wide receiver two and does not reach his ADP uh, well, can we do this with Larky before we get him out of here do you guys want to read your do we want to read our teams off to him no R- real quick oh, well okay. this is going to be very difficult right. for him you know because uh, you know we're going to list 15 players here I but how, this is going. <laughs> how about just the starters okay. I, I don't want to well, bog I mean, him down my too bench much is so damn good oh, you know yeah, and that's going to help you out a lot right, he, here's my team you ready uh, fields ready. fields and this is Andy by the way yes. Josh just so you know everybody's team yes, go ahead this is Andy Sweeney Justin Fields, Bajan Robinson, Travis Etienne, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, George Pickens, Dalton Kincaid, Alexander Madison, Jets defense, Graham Gano, and then my noticeable, my notable guys. Uh, I got Jeez. I got El Greer to back up Bajan Robinson just in case. I got Javante Williams and Jahan Dotson. I'm feeling Maybe good. Thirty people oh, there. How good's that, Josh? I got Tua. I got Nick Chubb. This is Kevin, by the way. I got Tua, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Dalton Short. Schultz, Cortland Sutton, I'll name one bench player. That's Alvin Kamara. There you go. Mark? I feel like he probably hung up. He's oh, yeah, like, he you did. Guys are no, no. Larky's did. still there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, sur- I'm still surviving. I've held my breath this whole time. Let's hear the third team. <laughs> okay, here's mine. Justin Herbert, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, Evan Ingram, Cam Akers, Bill's defense, Young Hoku at kicker. Oh, well, there's Ooh. the difference. 
I, I actually I like all these teams. I'm going to have to do a slight lean to Andy's team. Yeah. Maybe that's because he read off his bench. I was going to yeah. say. I read yeah. off the yeah. bench. That's what it. was going on there. So you I thought was, he was starting 15 people. It's all about depth. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with Andy with the caveat <laughs> that I, I, maybe I knew too much. <laughs> I actually thought Mark's team was decent there. Uh, Josh, outstanding stuff, man. Thank you for hopping on with us again. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Josh Larky right there from the 33rd (laughs) team. Uh, By the way, I asked earlier how much the Ball State payday is. Wes sent me $1.6 million. (laughs) That'll fund everything. That is what Ball State is getting to be a 42-point underdog at Georgia here on Saturday. I would. This is a very nerd thing. By the way, the pop quiz coming up in a few. I would love to know, like, why Ball State? Like, did Georgia just sit in a room and they were like, let's pick a random school from... It's not like it's... A, I, I, you know, it's not like you're playing at Ball State. It's not like a recruiting hotbed. I have, I'd love to know, like, why wasn't it James Madison? Why wasn't it... How do you pick your sacrificial yeah, lamb is yeah, basically what you're yeah, saying. Why, why not the other Mac schools? The, the you know Toledo Rockets here? I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, on the other side, it will be the pop quiz. And that's going to happen next. 317-239-1070. It's a wake-up call with KB and Andy. All right. Final segment. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Pop quiz. We had to move it back a little bit. Appreciate everyone being patient with us. Good stuff from Josh Alarkey today. If you miss anything from the show, go ahead and check it out on the website. Uh, Apple, do you still say iTunes? Who's using iTunes proper anymore uh, on their computer? But check out the podcast, the replay on YouTube, and everything else. Quickly before we get to the pop quiz, Grant reached out. More on this Ball State Georgia game. Again, $1.6 million. Cue the party at Dill Street right now for the Muncie Natives. Uh, that's what Ball State's getting from Georgia. He mentioned that Georgia was supposed to be playing Oklahoma this week. Oh, did they buy out? The Sooners are joining the SEC. They said no to that, and then Ball State became the substitute. I'm thinking Oklahoma to Ball State. That is quite the uh, <laughs> different ends of the spectrum and opponents there, right? Uh, it, it is, but it's also Lincoln Riley's not at Oklahoma anymore. Brent Venables is. And I like, listen, yes, but yes, of course, between Ball State and Oklahoma. Uh, Mark, yes. give us a number for the pop quiz. Oh, me? Okay. Fast Fingers. Which Who is that? Mike. 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 Yes, you guys rock. Hey, Mike. Thanks, man. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks about yourself. Mike, uh, are you a gambler? You want to take Ball State plus 42 and a half against Georgia? Well, it's tempting, but... Uh... 
I think I'll pass on that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They allowed Kentucky to run on them. You know, they might be a little bit difficult with Georgia. Try to entice them. Mike, we're kind of up against it here, so I'll let Andy fire number one at you. All right, right? so let's go. Question number one, Mike. Chiefs and Lions in tonight's NFL season opener. Who leads the all-time series between the Chiefs and Lions? Lions. All right, Nick Bosa, Mike, has agreed to a new deal that will make him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. If Bosa gets 15 sacks this season, he'll be just the third player since sacks became an official stat in 82 with at least 15 sacks in each of his first five seasons. Who was the first? Was it LT, J.J. Watt, Kevin Green, or Reggie White? I'm going to go with J.J. Watt. Alrighty, question number three, Mike. Over the past 20 NFL seasons, 26 teams have won division titles after finishing last in the division the previous season. Two teams, two teams now, have gone from worst to first three times during that 20-year spam. Both in the same division. Name the division those teams are in. Is it the AFC South, the NFC East, the NFC South, or the AFC North? It's a difficult one. This is a guess. AFC North. Number four here, Mike. The Astros completed their destruction of Texas last night, pounding the Rangers 12-3 to complete the series sweep. The Astros hit five home runs in all three games against the Rangers, tying a major league record. Name the last team. A lot of judgment here to homer five times in three straight games. The 2020 Reds, the 17 Twins, the 20 Yankees, or the 2018 Red Sox? Uh, Yeah, uh, a lot of judgment with this answer here. The 20 Reds, the 17 (laughs) Twins, the 20 Yankees, or the 18 Red Sox? Yankees. Uh, All right, final one. Last night's Astros-Rangers game pitted Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander as the starting pitchers. Their 467 combined career wins entering last night's contest was the most for a starting pitching matchup since 2008. Name the two pitchers with more combined victories that faced off in 2008, 15 years ago. Is it A, Greg Maddox and Barry Zito? B, Jamie Moyer and Randy Johnson? C, Kenny Rogers, Tim Wakefield? Or D, Tom Glavin, Mike Mussina? Going with A. Nice. Maddox and Zito. Okay, Mike. Mike a strong close there. Yeah, for Mike, Mike. Mike closed well after a disastrous start. Okay, yes, pretty uh, good. 2020 Yankees. Greg Maddox and Barry Zito were both correct. But Ooh, that I was like that. Is that new? Yeah, correct though. Uh, it's in there. Yeah, Mark's got a lot, a lot of ammo there. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs. That is the all-time leader in the series between the Chiefs and the Lions. Reggie White, the first to do it. JJ Watt also did it. Reggie White was the first. And then uh, to your question, and number three, it's the NFC East. Yeah, where's the first? Washington and Philly both did it. Uh, this from Chiefs CEO Clark Hunt to NFL Network on Travis Kelsey. I wouldn't bet against him being on the field tonight. Okay, so take well, that. The Chiefs will win then, for what it's worth. Uh, four and a half point spread. Highway. Where are we going? <laughs> East of Omaha. East of Omaha. Chiefs or Lions tonight? Four and a half points. No, too much. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. I'll go, I'll go Lions to cover. 